Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. Happy New Year, Chick Foley fam, and welcome to episode 110 of the Chick Foley Show. This is our first episode of 2021, and we are ready to bring it this year. It's been an awesome last couple of weeks of wrestling. Uh, this is going to be our, our first show going back to the tried and true format in a few weeks. You know, for Christmas, we did something a little bit different, and then we had uh, the awesome Chiggies last week, which were a ton of fun. So mm-hmm. we really got about a week and a half of two weeks of wrestling to get caught up on, and we got some awesome stuff to discuss with you uh this week um sheena tell the folks a little bit about what we've been doing the last week because we are not in the normal sharpshooter studios we're in the uh the hillbilly gym slash ricochet uh kentucky based uh chick foley show studios tell them what the what the family's been up to the last week yeah so we took a um a trek across we headed we headed west to uh kentucky to visit our family and you know my mine and the heel husband's family both live in like the same vicinity but it's like still far enough apart to be like you know not convenient. So, you know, when you have two kids, like it was, it was already kind of like a pain in the butt when we come home before and, um, you know, have to bounce back and forth between families, but add two kids to the mix, a pandemic, trying to do it safely and socially distanced and all the things, you know, and kind of keeping boundaries and whatnot. Like it just adds a whole new element, um, of just, madness to to the whole thing but we've had a really excellent time like we we stayed down with Seth's family for a few days down in the country and then we headed up to the to the big city well you know it's not really a big city it's kind of like on the outskirts of like a city uh to my parents house now and you know it's it's been awesome it's totally worth it for the for the grands to get to see the babies and you know all that kind of stuff and the babies love seeing them so it makes it worth all the headache and hassles and horse shit but uh yeah it's it's been interesting keeping up with wrestling on top of all that has been struggle city yeah the, the wrestling world has slow down one bit we had wrestling no, they don't care what we're doing going down out in the land of the rising sun and then we had a we, we had the Brody lee tribute show which was something oh, else and then goodness. we had in addition to that we had two major shows with uh with new year's smash new year's evil so again ton of stuff to discuss this week um marco how's things been going up in massachusetts uh pretty good um just uh you know coming into the new year strong um what is it like running. to not have any football to look forward to? Like you, you aren't used to your football season being over this early, man. What's, what's <laughs> no, that? Are you yeah, okay? It is kind. Of, you know what's funny? I haven't like really watched any. Like not not since they've lost, but like I really haven't been following this whole season with any any football really. Like I started at the beginning and you know kind of like petered off a little bit for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but uh, I think yeah, when Cam got weird, when, yeah. when Cam got sick, that really kind of killed the hope for the Patriots. You know, Cam looked great those first two weeks. You're like, okay, maybe they're still going to be able to do something. And it seemed like he just never really got his swag back after uh, after he returned. And yeah. the Patriots were pretty much done for. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it is kind of weird not having a uh, a playoff run this time around. But I mean, that was a given. That was going to happen once once Brady said, you know, see you later to to us. We were just like, yeah, you know. Hopes and dreams are, are going to be in a in a you know in a bottle floating in the ocean for now until it washes up on shore and we <laughs> <Yeah>. can <laughs> open it up and take that note out again. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to enjoy the Super Bowl regardless because you know it's it's a big game and I actually want to see how they're going to present it this year. Um, be, it being di- different from obviously last year and the years before, so I'm kind of uh, intrigued on how they're going to do it. 
Yeah. Uh, Sheena, tell them where they can find you guys on social media. We guys already know you can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley and you can find the MVP Marco Denton over on the Twitter machine uh, at Chick Foley show. And one uh, more thing I want to let you guys know, uh, you may have noticed it. It's been in there for the past three episodes, I think, but I kept forgetting to mention it on the show. Um, we have some awesome partners that, that help us uh, bring the show to you guys every week between homage pro wrestling tees especially ringside collectibles and our good friends at chalkline if you go to the show description on pretty much all the uh the podcast platforms i know for sure it's on soundcloud spotify and and uh apple podcasts if you go in that show description you can actually use the links in there um to get some of our partner stuff and uh and buy some awesome merch and help support the show so make sure you guys are, are checking that out um, and then Sheena, tell them about the premium Foley fam. Yeah. So you can go to chickfoleyshow.com, learn about how to join our premium Foley fam. We talk about it every week. It's just an amazing group of, you know, figure collectors, wrestling fans, just all around good people. We call them the Foley fam because we really do have a family atmosphere in there. It's just we had like some good figure hunts going down today. Oh, it was, yeah. I, I did a couple. Our buddy Jordan did some. We had a few others. Dude, Jordan is killing Jordan's the unrivaled killing game. Yeah, he, he grabbed a couple of uh, ultimate edition Hollywood Hogan's for the Foley fam. Um, and, and the cool thing is that we, we got a really good, healthy sense of humor going in the group. So even when we're going up empty handed, it's always usually good for a few laughs with either the, yeah. uh, either the people that are actually doing the live video or people in the comments clowning them for something. Uh, <laughs> you know, I know our buddy Jordan today, uh, he looked like he was the, the freaking undertaker at WrestleMania. I never thought he was going to get to that toy section. You know? Yeah. He was like recording like the cart. It was like, you I, know, I could I hear was, the undertaker's uh, music in yeah, my head as yeah, he was this walking is, that This aisle. is bad of me. Like I had, I saw, I was, uh, me and the Brett man, we were going to pick up some food for dinner for our family. And, I got the notification right as I'm pulling out of the driveway um, that uh, Jordan went live. So I, I hit the button because I had it just going through the speakers in my truck. And I'm like, all right, well, I can listen here if he says anything. And like, as I'm leaving the driveway, I see Jordan's walking. I drive for about five minutes and all I can still hear is just kind of like the hustle and bustle of a department store. And I get to a stoplight and lay down and check my phone. And the motherfucker's still walking. Dude. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Jordan, would you hurry up? And, you know, he had, he had some choice words for me when I let him know what I thought of his uh, pace. But, uh, but yeah, that's the kind of fun stuff we have every week. It, it, I, I'm laughing at something in that group almost every single day. My boy, Dougie Nunya, he likes to keep it, uh, you know, the R rated with, with a hard R on that. Yeah. on some of his humor and yeah. i love it man he's a re- really great guy so it's a lot of fun i'm um, talking about some of the video content we have going up on the feed also sheen yeah so um we have an uh, episode of in heel husband's house if you haven't checked out our, our earlier episodes from last i think it was like last june we recorded a bunch of episodes where we went up into Seth's uh, attic at his parents house dug out all of his childhood figures we kind of went over them you know talked about them a little bit and you know now we're bringing part four to that series so we, we brought some figures back up to the city with us we're going to record some of that and this we one's going to be all bone crunchers also for the people from cool. the uh, the late 90s yeah so all all bone crunching action and um we also track down after like a year of hunting you guys i know most people have already tried these by now but the heel husband and i found uh the superstar bars the new modern superstar oh. bars yeah so have you had a marco yeah you did okay yeah so we did it we did a taste oh. test and we recorded it <laughs> um and put it on the uh on the uh Foley fam. So make sure you go check that out uh, if you're if you're part of that. So yeah, definitely join. It's a dollar a month to get into our, our Facebook group. We buy, sell, trade, retail plus shipping. Um, you know, we we, we you're going to make your money back on that dollar just on the eBay savings. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, and if you uh, join any of the higher tiers, you get all of our bonus content and all that kind of stuff. So lots of fun stuff. Also, it helps support the show. Helps us provide giveaways for you guys. You know, we do a ton of giveaways. Like we're we're 
I mean, we keep it, we keep the figures flowing out of the, uh, of the Foley house. So oh, yeah. yeah, always something going out. Yeah. So it definitely helps us help you guys. Um, and again, it's just a great group of wrestling fans. Uh, you can ask anybody that's in the group. It's just, it's just awesome. So we'll, we'll quit all the self-promotion. Um, well, actually one more thing. You got to use yeah. our code ring, our code at our partner's ringside. Chick Foley always saves you 10%. It's the best code in the game. So uh, with that being said. All right, we're going to move inside the squared circle with Chick's top six with our kind of six favorite stories of the pro wrestling week. This segment is brought to you by Homage. Um, again, there'll be the link in the show description. You can hit that. Uh, one thing we wanted you guys to check out is the new Rock'em socks. There's been a few different um, pro wrestling related socks come out over the last few years. Um, Stance has had some. There's been some on pro wrestling tees, but these new ones look awesome. They got um, Stone Cold. Bret Hart, HBK, so all you know, all the classics. Just a cool way to add a little bit of swag, especially if you're in like an office job, um, where you know you you know you don't get to express your personality every single day with what you're wearing. Yeah, and you know if it's on, it's just gonna be primo. You yeah, know what I mean? it's gonna be top quality. Yeah, really nice stuff. And um, before we get to the chicks' top six, we we did the uh, we we kind of wrote the show this afternoon, but let's talk about our thoughts on SmackDown. You know, first thing I want to uh, talk about is Shinsuke Nakamura. He has definitely not living up to the potential we all thought he had really since the, uh, for the last year. He had a cool tag team run with Cesaro, but anybody that saw him at NXT and really even that first year, uh, you know, maybe first year and change, he was up on the main roster knows that Shinsuke is capable of so much more than that. And we saw some flashes of that tonight. It looked awesome in the mm-hmm. gauntlet match. Um, that, that counter he had from Daniel Bryan's flying knee when he hit him with a Kinshasa was yeah. just incredible. And, I love Roman Reigns. You know, he's my he's my second favorite modern era wrestler besides Seth Rollins. But I want to see Shinsuke Nakamura kick Roman Reigns ass after uh, the way they cheated him tonight. Uh, what did yeah. you guys think of that gauntlet match? Uh, Mark, I'll toss it to you first. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, no, it was great. I uh, I was I was actually intrigued because I thought obviously he was going to win. Spoiler alert: if you didn't see it, uh, Shinsuke did not win that uh, the, the gauntlet match at the end. But um, yeah, I was definitely intrigued because I'm a huge Nakamura fan. I thought. They're going to go into a program with him and Roman Reigns, which would have been really awesome and, yeah. and, and different as well. Because I'm really interested on what the storyline is going to be. I'm hoping uh, Shinsuke is still in the mix somehow. Um, and like you know, he comes out next week. He's like, "Hey, I didn't lose. Um, I got cheated or whatever." And you know, yeah. it, it I, I don't think we're to- going to get Adam Pierce versus Roman. The Roman <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> God, no. He's a, he's a good athlete, though. He is yeah. good. He's, he's a he good wrestler. Great, yeah. He's a former NWA champion. I mean, he's yep. a legit yep. wrestler. The True. Cool thing Can is, you imagine if he came out and, like, you know, fought Roman and all of a sudden he was just, like, this, like, undercover badass that we hadn't really, like, you know, <laughs> wasn't even on our radar and all of a sudden he puts on, like, a five-star classic Roman at the Rumble? Yeah, we... Uh, <laughs> The, the good thing is we have a second authority figure on SmackDown now with uh, Sonya Deville making her reemergence as Adam Pierce's uh, assistant. So maybe she'll be the one that stands up uh, for, for the bullshit that went down in the main event tonight. Um, yeah. It is cool for, you know, we're always big fans of long-term storytelling on this. You know, it makes sense that Roman was a little bit scared of Shinsuke because if you guys remember the 2018 Royal Rumble, it came down to Shinsuke and Roman and Shinsuke hit him with the Kinshasa and tossed his ass mm. to win it. So, the one time that Roman Reigns is really tangled with Shinsuke Nakamura, he did not come out on top. So it makes sense that, you know, he doesn't want to put his belt up for grabs against this guy. But it's glad to see Shinsuke back elevated. Uh, what is it about gauntlet matches, man? That seems to be like WWE the one way spot, that they dude. can uh, that they can always get a baby face with a little bit of steam. If you, got, you remember, that's how Kofi Mania got yep. started with Kofi yeah. coming up short in the gauntlet match. And then way back in early 2018, if you guys remember before Elimination Chamber, Seth Rollins had yes. a gauntlet match where he wrestled for over an hour. Ended yeah. up losing, but that really kind of set the in motion, set slow build to get back to the main event. You know, he won the Intercontinental Championship at Mania the next month, and a year later he's beaten Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. 
WrestleMania. So yeah, uh, yeah. gauntlet match definitely seems to be the one thing that WWE can definitely get right when it comes time to to get some steam and, and some real mo- uh, momentum behind a, uh, a good guy. And I'm glad to see Shinsuke back doing his thing where he belongs. Yeah, and they yeah. even put Baron Corbin in this match, and it was still excellent. So you yeah, know what I mean? That says a lot. <laughs> that says a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, think I, was, I-, I was shocked that uh, Daniel Bryan uh, didn't win. I was kind of like, you know, I was waiting for it, you know, and then when Shinsuke got over, I think that just like made me super hyped for Shinsuke, but I was also shocked that Daniel Bryan didn't didn't get the over on that. Yeah, looking on uh, on Twitter for kind of instant reaction, it seemed like everybody was really, really hyped to see Nakamura back doing his thing tonight. Yeah. Um, what were you going to say, Marco? Yeah, no, the word, yeah, obviously the word around like the uh, social media is, you know, Shinsuke is getting buried and uh, they need to do better with him and all that stuff. But I think tonight, obviously, that's not the case. He's they had him pretty much at the end of the uh, the gauntlet match, and I think like the reason why they do great with gauntlet matches is if you put the right the right talent in um, to run those gauntlet matches and be that one person to like survive until the end. Um, I think it's they they do it perfect that way. Like you said with Seth Rollins, with Kofi, with Shinsuke, with uh with the New Day when they had the tag team gauntlet match. Oh yeah, uh, and Biggie yes. and Xavier Woods had to outlast all those different tag teams and stuff like that. Be it they had to buy with the with the Usos, but but still they that was pretty much like the it was it started at like uh, nine o'clock on on SmackDown and it didn't end till ten, so they went pretty much an hour to give or take the commercial. So we'll say maybe 50, 45 minutes give or take. But uh, yeah, you put the right talent in there um, that can get the job done during that whole period of time. Yeah, you can definitely knock a, a gauntlet match out the park. Uh, what do you guys think about the the dirty dogs, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler taking the tag belts from the Street Profits? Man, Ooh. I was not expecting that. I mean, they looked good. I like Bobby Roode's new look. I like you know the the trunks and the the vest. You know, um, even though I, I thought his his original look is definitely by far superior. It's my it's my favorite. Like the robe and just like yeah. the whole the whole nine. You know how how glorious it is. But. Um, I did like I did I did think they looked good. They looked more like a tag team. They are just using Dolph's music right now. They don't have like their own like tag team music. Um, the name is Repug. I, 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 I kind of <laughs> like it. I like the t shirt. I want to see. I want Bobby Roode. I want a new elite of like the gear that the guys are wearing tonight. Like next week, I want I want Bobby Roode with the <laughs> denim and the leather jacket, looking like Triple H, and uh, the new Dolph. Also, you know, they were wearing Heart Foundation inspired gear. You know, it was the old school pink and black attack. Yeah, you true. can't lose as a tag team. When you're rocking those colors. How long do you think they're going to hold the titles, Marco? You think it's going to be like a flash in the pan type situation and Street Profits are going to get the belts back next week? Yeah, I think so. I don't think it's going to be a, like a long run like uh, the Profits had. But uh, I, they kind of like planted the seeds weeks weeks in advance that they were going to win. Like, um, you know, the Street Profits just uh, got by them uh, by a hair every single week. So I think yeah. they kind of, I mean, it was it was it definitely was a shock that they did win tonight. But they kind of like set the motion for that, you know, they were going to win the titles at some point. And, you know, they'll definitely go into a feud, hopefully into Royal Rumble. Um, I'm not sure if they'll win them back at Royal Rumble, but um, I enjoy that tag team. I think they're, I think they're awesome together. It's, what was it? Remember their name before? It was that Rudolph? That was yeah, a good actual always, name. I but... called him yeah, the, <laughs> the glorious show-offs. That's yeah, a good one. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, definitely. You guys play a lot of universe on WWE 2K. I'm pretty, you get, throw two wrestlers together, I'll give you a tag team name in about 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys talking about the street profits getting the belts back i don't think we're gonna see that you know you, you got you got to go uh you got to go a little bit deeper this is you know they've held the, those belts for over 300 days now right um they they acknowledge it on smackdown that montez ford was coming in to this match with a bum wheel he had an injured leg mm. um i think we could all agree that mm. he's kind of been the star of the show for yes. the last year 
the one night that he needs Angelo Dawkins to step up and carry the uh, carry the load, they come up short and they lose the belt. So I hope I'm hoping this plants the seeds for Montez to strike out on his own. You know, we oh have been gosh. high on Montez Ford going back to yeah. really the first couple of times we saw him on NXT. I think this guy has potential to be one of the few people that we see standing tall at the end of a WrestleMania holding the belt as as a face or as a heel because. I love the guy. You know, he, he's a military man, former Marine, awesome in the ring, tons of charisma. And, but I think if he turns up that charisma a couple notches too high, he could be a hell of a heel. You know, people would love to hate yeah, this definitely. guy. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah you know, he, he treads that line right now. You know what I mean? Just being like on the verge yeah. of obnoxious, but like just like lovably obnoxious. I think you know? he could be great as a, a heel in the mold of a, uh, Seth Rollins from 2015, where, you know, he, he's a chicken shit heel. He avoids the fight, does whatever he can to, you know, tip the tip the odds in his favor. But when push comes to shove, he can still go in the ring. And, you know, he's a he's a legit main eventer. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's probably just a little bit of wishful thinking on my part. But I, I'm ready to see Montez go solo sooner rather than later, because sometimes with these tag teams, they stick around for maybe six months too long. And, and you see somebody kind of lose their momentum from uh, from that breakout singles run. Yeah. Um, Marco, was there anything else on SmackDown you wanted to discuss before getting to the Chicks Top 6? Uh, no, not really. Those, I mean, there wasn't anything too crazy on that. Nothing crazy, can, yeah. yeah it it was, is, it's nice, you know, between Raw and SmackDown, you can already tell that WrestleMania season is, is getting here. There's definitely a little bit more juice, a little bit more energy to both shows. Um, you can tell they put a little more, more effort and more thought into it, um, which is always good. So I'm, I'm really excited to see where we go for the next few weeks. All right, let's get to it. The number six story of the week. Oh, yeah. Get those fingers up. It's too sweet. The Bullet Club is back. So uh, we saw Kenny Omega and Phoenix put in a awesome match for the belt on Wednesday night. And Phoenix came up just a little bit short. And afterwards, Kenny Omega wanted to keep the beat down going. Uh, Mox comes out to try to make the save. And who else? The Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson, show up and... Uh, and take out Mox. You know, the Young Bucks come down. We think they're going to help out. Suddenly, they're super kicking people. Mm-hmm. And all five guys still have the two suite at the end. And, uh, you know, it's a full-on Bullet Club reunion. Ke- uh, Kenny Omega even walked over to the camera and said, you guys made me flip the switch to kind of indicate that he's going back to his old self. And um, it was it was cool to see. You know, I was marking out there at home seeing it just because we've been, you know, it's funny because you see people in Sheena's um, IG comments saying that she's like a WWE shill and only likes big stuff. Like yeah. we've been supporting the Bullet Club from way back, you way know, back. when people when when they were kind of like before AEW was even like an idea. Um, we were spending, you know, a nice chunk of change to the Mad Reaper getting Bullet Club Elite figures made. Yeah. Um, we had the Bullet How Club chalk line. Yeah. yeah, we had the Bullet Club chalk line jacket, which is still one of the most rare chalk line jackets there is. Um, we got it. You know, we've always been big fans of these guys. So I think it was, you know, we're always, we've always loved the NWO and kind of DX vibe that they had going, uh, being wrestling fans from the Attitude Era. And it's awesome seeing them back. Uh, Marco, what do you think as this was all going down on Wednesday night? Um, I was, I was, I was obviously shocked, um, seeing the good brothers there, but there was that, there was that kind of, uh, thing going around that, you know, you know, you couldn't have Kenny just showing up on impact yeah. and, uh, and, and not reciprocating. And then obviously you have the six man tag coming up on their pay-per-view with the good brothers. So it was only, it was only right that the good brothers show up on, on, uh, on TNT, um, in prime time, might mm-hmm. add, but, um, yeah, no, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I love, I love Lou Gallows. He's probably my favorite out of the two. Um, just because he, yeah, big LG. He he doesn't care. He he knows. You know, he's he's just like a just a regular dude. He's just like a, a funny guy. He's like 
you know, he's just a regular guy. And that's, that's, yeah, uh, he's one of the last of the old school wrestlers, you know, he'll still wrestle, yeah. drink a case of beer after every, after every yep. match. Doesn't yeah. Take himself too it's seriously awesome. and all that stuff. So, um, it, it was good to see him. I do love, uh, um, Carl Anderson as well, uh, machine gun as he, as he was known in, uh, new Japan. But, um, yeah, no, I was, I, I was kind of shocked that the, the, uh, young bucks came out. Cause I was expecting like, maybe like, maybe like, a like a hangman showing up or something like that, or maybe yeah. him coming back in the fold or something, but he was completely out of it. So maybe then maybe he, he might show up. Who knows? I'm not sure what's going on with that, but, uh, yeah, the Bucks need to work on their acting skills, though. Honestly, I like I never once thought like I was like, oh yeah, like they came acting like you know what's going on, what are you doing? Yeah, they definitely. You know? did. I was like, I was like, come on, guys, just go ahead and put your two sweet signs up. Like we, we know it's coming. You know? Anytime the chips have ever been down, they've always sided with uh, Kenny. Yeah, I, okay, I have definitely. I have to go back and kind of eat my words just a smidge because Uh-oh. you know I was I was totally ragging on you know Don Callis and the whole impact uh, yeah, appearance of the appearance that he made in the RV or whatever and I, you know the more I see Don Callis I guess it's because like you know he's becoming more of just like a character on AEW and that sort of thing and you know I'm, I'm used to seeing him with Kenny now. I, I feel like it's good for Kenny. I kind of like it. You know what I mean? I feel like he really adds a lot um, to just like my my hate, my hatred, my kayfabe hatred for Kenny. Um, so I'm kind of here for it. Like, you know, as much as I was down on it that, that, that first week and even, you know, even after the second week, um, I think I'm I think I'm coming around to, to the whole Don Callis situation. Yeah, he's uh he def- I think Don Callis will ensure that they're still getting booed. You know, if it wasn't yeah. for Don Callis, they would the guys together would just be way too damn cool, and they'd uh, they'd be getting cheered all the time. So yeah. I think you got to have him there to kind of get a little bit of the heat. Um, so it looks like we're setting up for kind of like the Mox versus uh, versus the Bullet Club. You know, almost. You know, I don't want to draw the comparisons too broadly here, but you know, similar to Sting going up against the NWO. <laughs> I'm here for it. I think that's an awesome story. Mox is my favorite wrestler in uh, in AEW. You know, I'm still a Shield Mark from mm-hmm. way back. Um, who who could he recruit to help him out though, Marco? Who do you think's in the cards that could come and help Mox out to uh to kind of take these guys out? I don't even know. It's kind of it's 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 sort of like a like almost like an invasion angle type of thing going on. Yeah. So uh, he's gonna need like equal equal star power and firepower at that. Maybe um, the way it will come over from NXT. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, JK, JK. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, the only thing I can think of is he may. I'm not uh, the first thing I thought of was like, all right, he's getting, he's being attacked by the good brothers. So I'm assuming he's going to show up on impact yeah. um, and, and attack them at some point. And he did a, his teammates are probably going to be some, uh, maybe a tag team from impact or, oh, or I didn't uh, think about that. Yeah. So I, I think that's, what's going to happen. Um, Cause Cody is facing Serpentico. He got attacked by Serpentico. So he's out of that, out of that picture. Um, yeah. You have like team Taz, against like staying and all that stuff. And yeah, oh, yeah. that's kind of like, so, so I'm, I'm assuming it, he, he might, it might be someone from AEW. Like it might be like a, a maybe like a, a singles guy, but I think like his, the beat of his team is probably going to be impact. Um, you know who I was thinking? I was, you know, you mentioned hangman. I could see hangman coming in. Cause he's hangman, the yeah. bullet club. Yeah. And then, you know, the dark order are kind of like the, the biggest order, yeah. baby faces in the promotion right now after Brody yeah. Lee's untimely passing. So, you know, you see Hangman bringing his, his, you know, misfit buddies from the dark order over to help out Mox going against these guys. That could be a cool little underdog story. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we know the Bullet Club's got a rich history. It's been a lot of members. If you could go if you could cherry pick anybody from any promotion across the world, former Bullet Club member, who would you take to add to the mix, Marco? 
Oh man, you got. I think you have to go with the originator, the the guy that created it, the one Prince. Prince. Yeah, 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 you have to, you have to go with him. I was, gonna, I was gonna say AJ, but I was like, eh. I was like, you got to go with Prince. He he brings yeah, that like OG. He brings like like that badass like element to it. Not that they're they're not badasses, but he did like just like just the way he was in New Japan. He's just the coolest um, man. Yeah. yeah, he's the coolest. And then like obviously you go with like uh, Tomatonga and. Yeah, and those guys like Gorillas of Destiny. Gorillas yeah. of Destiny would be cool to bring in also, but they kind of already got two tag teams. You know, I feel like they need a couple, couple more singles guys. It would be cool to see Finn start throwing up the two sweet a little bit more. And if you remember back in the Attitude Era Adam when Cole. like DX and the NWO would uh, kind of like acknowledge each other on TV, oh yeah, you know, they throw up the two sweet. Like, yeah, it'd kind of be cool to see uh, Finn Balor do that. Um, you know who I think a current Bullet Club member they could bring over, and the story's already there. Bring Kenta over to kick Mox's ass. Ooh, you know, you yeah, we talked. Yeah, we talked about Kenta Kenta's in the over yeah. Kenta's in the Bullet happen. Club already, so you got you got the built-in storyline now. It's the storyline's going across two promotions, and uh, bring him in. That could be really cool. Sheena, you got anybody you want to see? Um, I mean, I said like Adam Cole. Adam Cole would yeah. always be good. It's never going to be bad having added Adam Cole to any show. Yeah, um, but yeah, the cool thing is there's just there's so much history here to tell. You know, the Bullet Club was the they kind of flamed out a little bit before they really ran into the ground like the NWO. Um, so it'll be uh, you know, it's a lot of cool stuff they could do with this storyline. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, with that, let's move to story number five. So across the airwaves on Wednesday night, NXT was putting on New Year's Evil, another one of the uh, the supersized um, NXT shows similar to to Halloween Havoc. Um, we saw two of the people who have really been some of the MVPs for NXT over the past year have what looks like was their last match with Rhea Ripley and uh, Damian Priest. Uh, Marco, out of those two, uh, you know, those two swan songs for these guys, which one did you prefer? Who had the uh, the better last match in NXT if they are indeed head to the main roster? Oh boy, you have to go with Rhea, the last woman that standing was match. That was just a both matches are brutal, uh, equally, but it not even equally. Actually, the 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 last woman standing match was like way more brutal. But uh, but yeah, no, definitely definitely that match. It was obviously inside the ring, outside of the ring. Uh, someone even got stuffed into a locker at one point. Yeah. They yeah. was uh, Dakota Kai. <laughs> uh, yeah. She got stuffed into a locker, but uh. Yeah, no, that that was a definitely the better of the two. She um, broke they, that like she broke that segment of the fence off with her with her handcuff and like started beating Rhea Ripley with it. Yeah, that was all oh, so sick. Um, but uh, she did the uh, yeah, it's that that match. I mean, the, the Damian Priest match was awesome too. I, we were talking about this before the show started. Like, um, I think that match showed like why Damian Priest was pushed to where he was. Yeah. Um, when did and, when did we turn when did we turn babyface on Damian Priest? I, I, I was always a Damian Priest guy. It was when you. Did it this was, happened. I feel like it, we've been so light it was on really Damian on that Priest. brief North American title run. You know, I feel like he kind of right before he won it, we were kind of like the you know shitter get off the pot mode with Damian Priest. Yeah. Then he he won the belt, which we we're like, okay, let's see where this goes. And even though he had a short reign, he was killing it. You know, he definitely getting that belt. I don't know if it motivated him or whatever. Um, but he definitely started going a lot harder in his matches and, yeah. uh, you know, the Halloween Havoc match was badass, And then he really showed out in that triple threat with, uh, with Johnny and Leon oh, Ruff yeah, yeah, at yeah. the last takeover. Um, I'll, I'll give two kind of informal on the spot cheekies to these guys. I think Damian Priest is definitely the most improved NXT star of the, uh, the yeah. USA era. And then I think Rhea Ripley has the best moment that we've had, uh, the NXT on USA when she beat Shayna Baszler for the women's championship, uh, you know, last Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. Shayna had such an epic run with that belt. And that was just an awesome match. I'll, I'll never forget her hitting that riptide off yeah. the, uh, off the second rope. That was awesome. 
Um, in the main event, we saw Kyle O'Reilly come up short once again to Finn Balor. Another hell of a match. It was a little bit quicker pace, a little bit different feel from their takeover match. Um, Kyle O'Reilly once again gave Finn hell, but it ended up with him having to tap out. And then we had kind of the, uh, it was a little bit of a weird scene afterwards. You know, Finn started to show a little bit of respect, and then it seemed like he was kind of just taunting uh, KOR mm-hmm. a little bit. And then the Undisputed Era was all in his corner, just kind of pumping him up. And he he just looked dejected. You know, it looked like he was trying to figure out, what do I got to do to beat this Where guy? Where do I got to go? Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of that main event? I mean, like, I mean, I think you touched on it, dude. It was fast paced. It was killer. I mean, we've, we've been shown what Kyle O'Reilly's capable of. I'm just wondering when he's going to finally have his moment, you know, who he's, who's he going to have his moment against? Cause it doesn't look like it's going to be Finn Balor. Yeah. Finn's Finn's got his number. So um, where are we going with this? Because I feel like it it would be a, it would be a damn shame if they just let Kyle O'Reilly fizzle out because he's definitely proven himself in NXT as a top competitor, as somebody that can go out and put on like hellacious matches against the best of the best. So um, I just, I like, I don't know. I don't know what's next for Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. Um, it seems like the Undisputed Era is behind him, you know. Um, Roddy and Adam Cole are off going to try to win the, the Dusty Rhodes Classic again. So it seems like they're, they're not any dissension in the ranks, you know. They're tighter than ever after the last War Games match, and they're they're uh, committed to getting this guy to the top. Um, definitely seems like we're going to see something else from him. I don't think he's done in the main event. You know, I've, I've seen these kind of story beats before from WWE. So it looks like maybe we'll see Kyler Riley take, you know, take a half a step back for a couple months. But like Finn Balor said, always likes to say, you know, sometimes to shoot an arrow forward, you got to pull it backwards first. So yeah. maybe we'll at 2021 will end up being the year of Kyler Riley uh, winning the NXT championship. Yeah. Um, the other big news that uh, our buddy, the, the artist, I used to think he was a serial killer. Now I guess he's just like a sketch artist. Dexter Loomis dropped is that we're going to have the women's Dusty Rhodes Classic coming up. We're on record on this show as uh, claiming that the NXT women's division is the best single division in any um, in any pro wrestling organization right yeah. now across the world. So I'm really hyped for this. Even though we don't have a lot of um, strongly defined tag teams in, in NXT, I'm a big fan of these tournaments when they do have a lot of just slap together teams. The original Dusty Rhodes Classic back in 2015, it was a 16-team tournament. And I'd say a little less than half of those teams were just slapped together singles guys, you know, that yeah. ended up, uh, and some of them had really good runs, you know, Finn Balor and Samoa Joe won that tournament. So there's some badass teams you could put together for the women. Uh, Mark, are you hyped for this one? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> obviously you got to see like the Candace and Indy probably yeah. team up and jump in there. I definitely would like to see uh, Ember Moon and Amber, uh, maybe, sure. maybe Shotzi together. Yeah. That'd be in cool. a tag team. Um, but yeah, I mean, depending on obviously Ray is gone. Uh, maybe she might be in the tournament. Who knows? We don't know what's happening or how fast she's gonna yeah. move up to the main I roster. Like, but... I, I feel like Raquel's kind of got. She's a little bit got her own thing going on. I don't know if they'll put her in the uh, in the tag. Like her and uh, Dakota Kai as a tag team. I mean, I, I mean, they they do have like a robust roster, but at the same time, do they have enough to do this tournament? And I think. It's going to pretty much be all hands on deck. Well, they got like I Jessamine think. and Marina. You know, and what you I mean? can always grab a couple of people off the main roster. Remember, Neville came back and was involved in the 2015 Dusty Rhodes Classic. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big yeah. fan of just making this thing, uh, you know, make it like a big deal. There should be main roster people that want to be in this tournament. You How know, much longer is Chelsea out? She's uh, she's still hurt, right? Yeah, she broke her wrist. She's going to be out for a while. Looks oh. like it was a bad break too. Um, and I think the other thing they need to add in is that the winner of this. They've already said the winner of the men's is going to get a shot at. Uh, 
at um, Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch. We need to make we need to go ahead and announce that the winners of this are getting a shot at the women's tag team titles. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. really want to see them go back to that concept that they originally announced that those women tag belts would go across all, all three brands. brands plus NXT and NXT UK. I think that's something that could really make it awesome. Like how cool would it be just on a random NXT episode? Suddenly you got Charlotte and Oscar showing up and, you know, throwing down an open challenge for anybody to come out and fight them. Yeah. I mean, Bailey and uh, Sasha did it. So they showed up yeah. on uh, yeah. NXT and had a title match. So yeah, it's, it's definitely not far fetched. All right. Uh, anything else we need to discuss from New Year's Evil? No, I think those were the high points for sure. All right. Story number four. So we know the raw ratings were in the tank in the end of December. Um, some of the lowest ratings in the history of the uh, the illustrious show. And uh, we, I don't know if you guys saw that meme that was going around on IG and Twitter. You know, it was the... Uh, the, the guy from the Flex Seal, uh, where that giant tank is, is leaking out. It had Vince McMahon. It showed ratings dropping, and the Flex Seal was another Raw Legends night. And he, Vince McMahon slapping <laughs> it on there. Um, that seems that's what they go with. Dave Meltzer was talking about the ratings did bounce back in a big way. So it works. That's why they keep going to this. I thought it was a little bit tired. Um, Mirka, what was your overall thought on, on this version of Legends night? All right, I've stunned Marco into silence wow, with uh, Marco. this question. You there? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Marco's gotten his stuff together. Um, I maybe I did I piss you off when I kind of took a shit on Legends Night there. Oh no, no, def. I mean, yeah. I mean, that that's one of my favorite nights of the uh, of the year. I don't know why. What, what did you think? Of, what did what, you think of this version of Legends Night? Um. Uh. Be honest. Did not think anything of it. It wasn't a. It's, it wasn't I, a I'm Legends honest, Night. Yeah, it's interchangeable with any other Legends Night that's ever happened. Like I, yeah. I literally think like I could watch a Legends Night from two thousand, you know. 20 2018 2019 it wouldn't matter and it always feels exactly the same they always have the same little gimmicks they always have the same cameos you're gonna hear yeah. woo you're gonna hear damn you're gonna hear you know like yeah. you know hey, what was, do you got brother you know like you're yeah, gonna hear the same little do. things yeah. so. i feel like this one was a lot weaker than the other ones i don't feel like they've really done a bang-up job with the other ones but you're right it was kind of the same tired cast of characters Awful. <laughs> it was just they were going it was like they were just going through the paces the one thing that was really cool when all the legends came out to see Keith Lee's entrance. That yes. was pretty badass. Yes. And I remember yes. when I saw that, I was like, oh shit, okay, maybe Keith Lee's about to win this championship. Yeah. That was cool. And I hope that silences everybody that were going nuts last month saying that, you know, Vince hates Keith Lee. Keith Lee's getting buried. If you watch the Keith Lee documentary on the WWE Network, Vince McMahon is behind this guy. All right. Uh, they're going to do something big with Keith Lee. Wait. I know he came up short on Monday night, but he yeah. had a hell of a fight with Drew. Um, Looked great. That Spanish fly was ridiculous. Insane. I've never yeah. seen that much humanity to a yeah. Spanish fly. Like if I saw that move on WWE 2K, I'd be like, all right, dude, th this is kind of unrealistic. This is like, <laughs> you shouldn't be able to do this. But Keith Lee pulled it off. It was awesome. Um, but aside from that, I thought it was a little weak. I, th I kind of think they need to change up the cast of characters, yeah. you know, get more of a yeah. rotation for the main event level guys, you know. Give me Shawn Michaels and Steve Austin one time. Give me Hogan and Flair the next. Let's yeah. bring back Brett and Hall and Nash for another one. And then let's get a little bit kookier with the uh, the mid cards. You know, I like seeing Tatanka there, but let me see somebody like freaking, you know, Aldo Montoya, Max Moon. Let's get some of those random guys from, you know, the 93 and 94 editions of Raw. Some of those crazy characters uh, that we had. Um, yeah. See some of those guys make a cameo. They could do funny stuff, you know. Um, you got the 24-7 title. It's all kinds of cool segments you could do with that. Um, but Marco, what, what do you think they could do to kind of uh, kind of make Legends Night a little bit more interesting for the hardcore fans? Because re I really I think it's the lapsed fans that are coming back and watching that. The hardcore fans, I think, for the most part, were kind of shoulder shrug mm -hmm. on this, yeah, this year's episode. 
when I, as I was watching it, when I, when I was thinking what they should have done is do more in-ring stuff with, yeah. with the legend. So like, you know, not the not every single legend has to be in the ring, but like, you know, do the be do the behind the scenes or the back scene stuff with like Tatanka and like you said, Max Moon or Aldo Montoya or Duke the Dumpster, like do like random stuff in the yeah, back with those guys. That would be awesome. Yeah, but then you feature like obviously like the Hogan's and the Flares and if you can get like Austin back, um Austin in the ring. Like those guys should be in the ring, like interacting with like the younger the younger guys are the are the up and coming guys. Not like every single segment happened in the back because that's yes. it, you, you're like you're diminishing the whole thing. So like you see, you're telling me that Hulk Hogan is the same thing as as the Boogeyman having a, yeah. having a back. Like it's, well, it just goes to show you that they throw these things together because they're not weaving it into the storylines at exactly. all. You know what I mean? Like there, there's no, there's nothing of any consequence with any of the legends that are coming back. You know, like it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. So they're just, just like just something cameos. to advertise to, yeah. to pop yeah. I was it's, excited to see Carlito because I was like, okay, Carlito's coming back. Maybe uh, maybe he's going to make an actual comeback. I think he's still got some juice left, and I'd be interested in seeing him do some things. He didn't even end up showing up. No. Yeah, that was a – I guess it was like – I was reading it was like a miscommunication with both parties, with WWE and, and Carlito. He wasn't supposed to be there anyway, but – but yeah, Alicia that was, Fox uh, was there though. That was good. Yeah, Alicia did, Fox was there. She, I think she was at the last Legends Night too. And I think I asked myself, like, what, when did Alicia Fox become a legend? Like, <laughs> she was, she, like, she stands out so much, like, standing up there with those guys. I mean, whatever. Like, I'm not trying to hate on the girl. Like, whatever. Don't call it Legends <laughs> Night. Call it Alumni Night or call it like Raw Reunion, like they yeah, did last year. I, yes. I like I like Raw Reunion because that makes it a little bit more. Uh, more yeah, of like didn't a they have like Ric Flair on the Raw like, Reunion? Last yeah. year, like it was, he was like one of the main features. We're like, this doesn't really fit, you it know. It wasn't really on the glory days of Raw. Yeah. yeah. All right, so yeah, I think we're kind of collected. We, you know, everybody likes Legends Night. It's always fun seeing some of these guys from the past come back. But there's definitely a little bit of room for improvement on next year's edition. Oh, baby, you hear that jazz flute, you know what time it is. Time for the weekly beverage break on the Chick Foley Show. Uh, we always like to knock back some alcohol when we are watching and talking wrestling, and this is where we go around and uh, just talk about what we're sipping on this week. So I'll go first because mine's boring. I got the tried and true. I got a, uh, a styrofoam cooler full of Miller Lite. So I'm going full redneck now that I'm here in Kentucky, um, but it's ice cold and it's going down smooth. And I'm, it's 2021 Miller Lite. So you guys still have a chance to be the official beer for us all year long. So just answer those <laughs> we're, DMs. We're right? in your DMs. Just yeah, you guys so you got me sitting. You don't got me sitting on red. So I got, you know, I still got a little bit of pride, but go ahead and check those DMs and hit us back. Uh, Marco, what are you drinking? I am actually drinking a new uh, IPA I happen to pick up today. It's called uh, the Triple Lindy. Um, it's from, uh, from Hobo? Uh, no, it's uh, no, no Lord Hobo. It's, uh, it's a Mayflower uh, Brewing Company, but uh, it actually has uh, Rodney Dangerfield on the can. So if you, Interesting. So if you know... No respect. I, I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but I know there's a lot of young people out there, but there was a movie called Back to School. And the, the Triple Lindy was the move that he actually pulled off. It was like a diving move. So uh, it's a triple IPA called the triple indie so it's uh I, th- I thought i thought it was pretty clever i like the i like the can i like the look and it actually tastes really good so i'm glad i uh, made the right choice on that you know speaking of northeastern ipas i'm still um 
I'm still waiting to try that Dream Team IPA. That he's not gonna let you. He's not gonna let you forget that. You got Marco. me all. Oh, that is nowhere. Yeah, that is nowhere to be out, found. I checked out that. Yeah, I, I checked out that brewery. They don't distribute to uh, to Virginia either. So if only I knew somebody that had access to that beer. Yeah. Very true. If only there was a way that they could get that beer to me. So, yeah. <laughs> That's my one wish, dude. I really, really want to try that beer. It not only you know I'm, I'm a Dream Team fan. Early '90s NBA is, is oh, my course. thing. Of course. And. Uh, and I re- read the description of that beer. It sounds right up my alley. So, Marco, I, I know you can make it happen for me. Right? I know. I know I can. I'm just I, – I even go to the back of, like, if you – the liquor stores here, if there's, like, a there's like a back area, like a – like, almost like a beat you, you have to go through the keep, beaded curtain? Yeah. I even go through there yeah, and check to see like, if, easy. Yeah. Yeah, they, they have all those other, uh, like, the one-offs there and stuff. And it's, it's – I see the, the same company that makes that beer. Uh, well, that IPA is, is it's there, but it's just they don't have the. I'm not sure if it was like a summer thing, so maybe during the like spring summertime it'll pop up again, and you'll definitely. Now you got uh, now you guys got me wanting it. Seth has wanted it so long that now I'm like I feel like I need it. You know, I wasn't yeah, it, it wasn't even on my radar, but now Seth is so desperate to get it that no, I. No, it's I, a really good IPA. It's like it's it's my second to like the Broken Skull IPA as a, like a smooth like great. drinking IPA. So enough right. of, enough of that. Sheena's got something special well, speaking, this week. So yeah, speaking of broken Sheena. skull, I I'm having a what is uh, formally known as a broken skull margarita, um, but I put my own spin on it, and it is my WrestleMania 17 margarita, or it's actually WrestleMania X7, if you will. <laughs> okay. Um, so this, if you if you know anything like Stone Cold Steve Austin, he loves his whoa. What the heck? That was no Siri popping in for some we odd have, reason. Siri, Siri's running. <laughs> Siri did not like my drink choice. So, no, she didn't. Um, so this is the Broken Skull Margarita. So Stone Cold Steve Austin gives his absolute perfect margarita recipe. I'll read it to you really quickly. It is three ounces of Patron Silver, one and a half ounces of Triple Sec, one ounce of lime juice, a few drops of agave nectar. Um, you pour it over fresh ice in a low ball glass with a salted rim. Uh, and then you add an ounce of Grand Marnier on the top as a floater. Um, and this is like his his perfect margarita. However... Instead of Patron Silver, I'm using The Rock's Terramana Tequila. There so we go. got a little, we got a little. The st- WrestleMania 17. Yeah, we got a little Rock action, a little Steve Austin action going head to head. So it is my WrestleMania 17 um, margarita, and it is divine. It is so good. I love a margarita. I don't know if you know that about me, but I freaking love a margarita, and I love like a fresh. Like not super syrupy. Like, believe me, I, I'll drink a Texas, like you know, big fishbowl margarita. Like, you know, no, I, I love that with some good Mexican food. Give it to me. But if I'm just sipping on a margarita, I want it to be like that fresh, crisp, like light, you know, flavor. You want the minimal number of agree- ingredients. In yes, there. the minimal number of ingredients, and I want them to be like all like real ingredients. I don't like like a pre-made mix. You know what I mean? Like fresh lime juice, like the whole the whole nine. So this is this is so so good. So I I definitely recommend. We'll get Sheena. We'll post the uh, the recipe up in the Patreon group and Facebook. All right, uh, but just remember, so it's one drink, but there's three shots of liquor in this. So this isn't the type of thing you want to be making any major life decisions no, on. No, yeah. um, <laughs> after yeah. knocking back a couple of these, it's it, gonna it's gonna put you on your ass. Exactly. You know? And the thing that made this really awesome is that I I've been looking for Terramana tequila like in our local area. You know, in Virginia, it's all like it's all. ABC stores, you know, it's all government. government mandated. So our, they, you know, the ABC stores are good. No, yeah. you know, they've they've treated us well over the years, but sometimes the selection can be a little bit lacking on the boutique liquors. You know, yes, they and do I the walked best in. Can, I walked into this 
this freaking it's a liquor barn. It's basically it is, Walmart full of liquor. Oh my gosh. Like it had been so long since I've been in like an independent liquor store like that. Like I mean, and this is like humongous. It's like the Taj Mahal of liquor stores. Yeah. I, I was like overwhelmed. Like Seth's driving around with our kids and I'm going to get I'm going in to get stuff with uh, you know for our drinks tonight. And I was just like completely like, holy moly, like the selection. I mean, they had like cheeses and olives. Like it was like a whole like drinking bar experience in there. So yeah, Liquor Barn, thank you for the Terramana tequila. I got the silver Terramana tequila. There's also a gold Terramana tequila, Um, but it is, it's really good. It definitely puts you in the mind of a Patron Silver for sure. All right. So, yeah, that recipe will be up in the Patreon group. Check it out. And uh, always, always, always drink responsibly. Let's move on to story number three. All right. So this is a story that uh, has caused a lot of dissension amongst the Foley fam. We get people on both sides of the tracks on this one. Yep. Um, Sheena, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit right here. Okay. Tell me why Drew McIntyre versus (laughs) Goldberg is a bad idea in 2021. (laughs) Well, Goldberg is not a spring chicken, first and foremost. So I think, you know, I think and and also Goldberg has had hit or miss matches over the last couple of years when he's when he's been in WWE. So it's like, you know, you you know, he's capable of like bringing the excitement, bringing the pain, like, you know, being awesome. But he's also um, capable of bringing a wet fart, you know, so um, I think it's with what we've seen Drew McIntyre and where we want to see Drew McIntyre go. Um, this could be really good or it could be really, really bad. Okay, Marco, I will now uh, toss the ball to you. Tell me why Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg <laughs> is a great idea at the Royal Rumble. Um, I think it's a, uh, I don't know if, I'm not a bit sure if it's a great idea, but it's a good <laughs> idea. Um, it, it brings eyes don't, to the don't back, don't back down now, dude. You've been, you've been stoking the Goldberg fire I mean, on, on all the Goldberg. social media. Flag, man. He does no wrong. He can squash anyone in, in minutes. He, he, he had a, a few, uh, a few missteps, um, along the way, but he'll definitely squash anyone. But, uh, no, it brings eyeballs to the product. That's why he, that's why they bring him there. He's a name. He's, yeah. a, he's one of the biggest names out there. Like you can't go wrong. Don't go over there. He does all the rounds. He's, He's always on like ESPN. He's he's everywhere. Like yeah. you can't go wrong with with Gore. He's he he's on the on the Atlanta Falcons. He's a, he's a former football player. That he's he's seen as a legit athlete, um, and, and a and a man that will take Drew McIntyre's title if he wants to, um, yeah. and any at, at a drop of a dime. Spare Jackhammer, game over. But um, but yeah, I think it's <laughs> people are saying the same thing when The Rock came back and faced CM Punk at, at Royal Rumble, um. They're like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna win the title, which which he actually did, which kind of stunk. But uh, but I think I mean I think it's a good idea. I think it's it 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 brings it intrigues people because they're like, what the what the hell? What's a match gonna look like with Drew McIntyre and Goldberg? Listen, you know, I know for you know a fact what? there's people at work that I could tell them, dude, Goldberg's fighting for the championship, and they and would watch, watch it. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they'll yeah. watch it. Honestly, I have to say. I don't really care what anybody else thinks. Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg is my son, the the baby face Brett Phelps. That's like a dream match yeah, for him. He, he loves, loves Goldberg and he loves Dewey McIntyre. Dewey, Dewey, Mac, Dewey McIntyre versus Goldberg. Yeah, you know if <laughs> if, if you if you added um, freaking uh, Finn Balor into this mix, dude, his little head would explode. And the Fiend and a fatal four way. Same page, Brett. And I yeah, a, a, a fatal a fatal four way between Drew McIntyre, Goldberg, the Fiend, and Finn Balor. That would I mean. <laughs> He, like, he wouldn't be able to handle it. It would just like it would just blow his little mind. I, so. I think it's good, like you said, Marco. I think you know Goldberg's going to bring eyeballs. Um, 
I'm assuming Drew's going to be able to handle this guy after all the the challenges that he's faced and, and, and stared down over the last year. We'll I'm thinking. I'm thinking Drew is going to be able to win this match. And that's a huge um, feather in his cap saying that he beat Goldberg. You know, Goldberg yeah. is uh, people complain because he wins so often. Uh Oh, Siri running in again. Siri's is jumping in everywhere. right but now. The, um, but the thing about it is when somebody is wins that often, you know, like a Goldberg, like a ultimate warrior in the tag team ranks, like the Steiner brothers, it means something when you beat them, you know, that's something yeah. that can go on Drew McIntyre's resume. Like I have a clean victory over Bill Goldberg. You know, it really is a big deal. Um, ideally they would kind of have a rotating cast of legends. You know, I think this is a good kind of card to play as the booker. Let's bring in a, uh, you know, if we have nothing else going on for a one-off, let's bring on, bring in a legend and, uh, and have somebody wrestle them and see what happens. It'd be nice if there was a rotating cast of characters, but unfortunately, you know, it's a credit to Goldberg. He's the only guy from the attitude era that's really in good enough shape to still come out and put on a believable match yeah. in the main exactly. event, you know, um, Stone Cold Steve Austin's obviously taking really good care of himself, but he has his neck injuries that's limited him. And the rest of these guys, you know, Hall, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, those guys aren't even anything close to being in condition to get in the ring, you know? No. So sadly, Goldberg's the only one they can trot out. If I had one criticism, I would say that it has become a little bit played that he's the only guy from the, yeah. you know, the quote unquote legends division that we see keep coming back and, uh, and fighting and, you know, giving these guys a good match or sometimes putting them over. Um, but I'm still here for it. You know, it's always interesting. I love Goldberg. I, Me you too. know, 97, 98 was kind of my, <laughs> my peak of being a wrestling fan. I'm never going to get tired of seeing him. And the thing is one day there is going to be a time when, when Goldberg can't wrestle anymore and we're going to miss him, you know, um, Unless when you're you, Tom. Yeah. I say, yeah, I must say Tom, which he's lying to himself because he he's definitely going to miss him when he's, yeah. he's gone. Don't, don't deny it, Tom. Our, when, buddy, uh, our buddy Tom from running, he uh, – Yeah, when you used correctly, uh, correctly, Goldberg's awesome. You know, remember SummerSlam uh, 2019 when he fought Dolph and beat him and then came back like three yeah. more times and speared him? That yes. was awesome. Yes, man. That was yes. sick, yeah. awesome. Yeah, and Goldberg, you know, he, he brings the star power. He's a legitimately good dude, good husband. Yes, good, good father. Good dad. Um, yeah, I, I just love the guy, and and, and I want to see I, – I, I really hope that him and Drew put on something that's entertaining and uh, is something that we can look back on fondly once it's I all hope so said too. and done. All right, let's move on to story number two. All right, so we know this is a little bit of a, uh, a hot topic. We're going to try to keep this discussion <laughs> PG and wrestling-related only. Totally um, kayfabe. kayfabe. This guy's definitely, you know, he's no angel. He's the villain, all right, um, apparently in, in kayfabe and, and as a shoot. Um I think we're kind of generally on the same page that, you know, while this guy is definitely, um, you know, not innocent and has some, some sins he's got to atone for. I don't think he should have any kind of lifetime ban from the world of pro wrestling. Um, the villain, Marty Skrull is a free agent. Him and ROH have parted ways after they really haven't, he has really hasn't had anything to do with ROH, um, since the last year, since all yeah, the, he was supposed to have like creative control, right? Yeah. He, when he like signed his COVID contract, hit. yeah, he signed a contract that he was the hottest free agent in wrestling at the end of last year signed a contract with ROH to be basically the head of creative for them and also be able to kind of travel around and represent ROH around the world. And now that relationship has ended um, probably a little bit due to COVID, but mostly due to some of the, uh, some of the substantiated allegations that came out about Marty Skrull yeah. over the summer. Um, and you kind of missed that whole, that whole thing. I missed it. When but, all of that was, yeah, I mean, I know you've yeah. kept up, I know you've kept yeah. up on it. When I all that up, stuff was popping off, you were like out to, out to nowhere. I missed some of the hottest parts of it, but Marty Skrull is, uh, you know, he's definitely been one of my top two or three favorite non WWE yeah. wrestlers for a long time. So I, I read up on it again. Um, the guy definitely made some choices. He put himself in some situations that I never would. Um, but 
I, me personally, I think with, you know, the right amount of time passed, I think he is worth, you know, getting a second chance in wrestling. Um, what, what do you guys see for him going forward? Because he is, it is going to be a big deal. It's going to move the needle when he shows up somewhere. And I think he is going to show up. I don't think he's done in wrestling. No. Where do you guys think he's going to be at next, Sheena? I mean, honestly, I think he definitely has an AEW vibe to me. I feel like his his whole gimmick, the villain gimmick, like all of that is going to just translate so much better in AEW. And that's um, all his best friends. That are yeah, yeah, it totally, yeah, 100%. I, like the fact that he's not in AEW already is just like a crying shame. Like I, I can't believe that he didn't come over when, when it was like it, during its inception and whatnot. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, NXT would be amazing because we've seen some pretty wild gimmicks like his in NXT. But the problem with NXT is there's that expectation to go up to the main roster. And I don't, I definitely don't feel like he is going to translate well on the main He's roster. He's a small guy. You remember yeah. his, uh, probably the best match he ever had was with uh, Okada at um, All In. And if you guys remember, right before Okada hit the Rainmaker, he taunted uh, Marty Skrull by doing, he did the hand signal, he did 205, saying that, you know, Marty yeah. Skrull's destiny was to be on 205 Live. Um, <laughs> so that's definitely a concern that's out there. Um, Marco, what, what do you see? What do you think Marty Skrull's career path should be going forward? Um, I mean, I'd probably just take out uh, NWA on that one, but uh, I was I was gonna say AEW, but I'd probably say like maybe even Impact too. He'd probably like just have a big name on Impact yeah. and, 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 and a name that's everyone knows. Um, I wouldn't hate to see him go back to New Japan as well, yeah, um, and be the villain there as well and start the villain enterprises in uh, New Japan too. So. Um, I'm, I'm and, thinking New Japan or Impact also, man. I, I think yeah. what, what he needs right now. I think he needs a year to go and um, to go and put on some really good matches. All right, put on put on some good matches. Be awesome with the fans and just be a generally good dude. Because maybe maybe he's just got the wool pulled over my eyes, dude, and I'm just a sucker for him because I think he is so freaking cool and such a good wrestler. Yeah. I, I think Marty Scurll's a, a. I think he's a good person that made some bad mistakes when he was, or, you know, I really it was really a one thing. It was a one time thing. I think he made a bad mistake and some bad decisions one night. And I don't think that's the person he is. You know, he obviously there's consequences for everything, especially when you're in the public eye. But um, again, I think, you know, I think with enough time and if he can establish a track record and rehabilitate his reputation, um, I think we could see him go somewhere for a year and then come back to either NXT or AEW. And I think he'll be freaking awesome when he does, man. I, I hope yeah. I hope that the rest of the wrestling world can give him a chance to uh, to redeem himself. You know, that, yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's my hope for the villain. For sure. All right, so now we will move on to number one. So it's about a week and a half ago now, but we have to discuss this. Um, it's definitely the most important thing that's happened in wrestling in, you know, a long time. Uh, the Brody Lee tribute show. Um, I, I'll go for, you know, I, I'll start it off or kick it to you guys. I thought AEW did a great show. Um, the closest thing we've seen to this would probably be the Owen Hart tribute show the night after he passed away. Um WWE definitely, they took a little bit of a different vibe with theirs. They basically put on a house show. You know, they put on a series of matches with no real storyline implications um, and just, and they spliced it in with guys giving their tributes and then with Stone Cold, you know, holding up the beer for Owen. Um, There's definitely totally different circumstances with the way the two uh, wrestlers passed away. AEW had a little bit more of a focus on making everything kind of tied into Brody's legacy and his friends and stuff. Um, What did you guys think of Brody Lee's tribute show? Well, we, I was actually watching it. Um, you were driving. We were we were headed home to uh, you know to where we are now to visit family and stuff. I was watching it on my phone um, with headphones in, and 
Seth was, you know, the kids were in the back asleep and Seth's like listening to something else, listening to a podcast and I'm watching AEW. And I mean, I'm, I mean, the tears are just like flowing during the whole show. It was so emotional. It was so just like, it was touching and heart wrenching and just seeing, you know, Rowan came out and just seeing like everybody just like be so vulnerable and emotional. And again, the fact that AEW just allowed them to come out and be human, express their emotions, just have a fun night of wrestling that was really focused around the dark order. Um, They had, you know, Moxley had a really great tribute, you know, Orange Cassidy, or not Orange Cassidy, sorry, uh, Darby Allen had a really great tribute. And it was just like, um, I don't know. I, I, you know, looking back on it, you know, after all the things that were said, you know, we kind of touched on it last week after, you know, we heard of, heard of his passing. This was before the tribute happened. Um, we were kind of talking about his legacy and stuff and it really just uh, having a little bit of time to process it. I think the thing that, cause you know, this, this touched people in a way that I haven't seen a, you know, celebrity or, um, you know, superstar, passing touch people in a very, very, very long time. And I think the fact that there was so much focus on, you know, what an amazing man, friend, husband, father he was really made people just kind of relate it. Cause you know, ultimately we can't relate to being, you know, amazing wrestlers, amazing talents, amazing athletes, anything of that nature, right? Like you hear it all the time when when superstars pass away, like, oh my God, he was so amazing in the ring. He had, you know, all these five-star classic matches, all these things. But the fact that like the the majority of the things that were focused on were him as a person and really humanizing him and really focusing in on what really matters. Um, I think it really just touched us in a way that, you know, had they just focused on what he accomplished in the ring or what he was able to do in the ring, it wouldn't have resonated the same. You guys agree? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It was yeah. all about just the kind of person he was and how much everybody just loved him. Uh, yeah. Mark, Marco, what'd you think of the show? Oh man, I think uh, she didn't hit the nail on the head with everything. <laughs> I don't think you have to elaborate anymore, but uh, no, for me personally, it was obviously super emotional. Um, you just everyone performing that night was pretty much in tears. Yeah. Uh, which didn't help out like you, you as a viewer watching it. Cause like now you're, you're in it. Um, I think that was probably like the best like tribute show I've ever seen yeah, uh, for anybody. Just cool. like, cause it was, it was, it was the whole show was dedicated to him. It wasn't like, there wasn't, they story forget storylines, forget everything else. Um, everything, he was the focus of it. Just like the kind words from, you know, from Darby Allen and, and John Moxley, um, and Eddie Kingston too. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a video of, of him floating around. I'm not sure if you've seen it where he, he has kind of like a, like a, a pep talk with everyone. Like he's standing in the middle of everyone no, um, in the back. And he's just, it's just, it, it'll make you cry if you watch it. It's just like a heartfelt, like, like, uh, like, like we were out here performing for him type of thing. Like literally everyone's out there and, yeah, and they were a tag he, team from way back, man. They were the Roughnecks back in like 2008, 2009. Yeah, man. They, the, the Big Rig, even like the uh, FTR, they changed the name of their finisher to the Big Rig to, in yeah. honor of, uh, of Brody. And, you know, uh, if you if you follow Big E on, on Twitter, he's he's still talking about Brody Lee, man. He's 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 probably one of the most hurt people uh, from his, from that loss. Um, yeah. Even even his family, like I guess they like talk every day. Like they're like really really close friends. And, yeah, I follow his yeah, wife, and like she's bro- been posting. Like, uh, yeah. Seemed like Biggie was definitely like probably his best friend. That was yeah. Mm-hmm. And she also like I'm not sure if you guys seen this. She also posted like a, a statement about like 
you know, um, you know, use use him as a as a as a you know a means to like bring all the organizations together and right. you know yeah. try not to blame one another on different things and stuff like that. It's you know he he was he was wrestling. That's what he did. Like it didn't matter what organization he was, he touched yeah. uh, everyone in a positive way. And it, it, and her message was that's what she wants. Like she wants a a positive like message throughout throughout the pro wrestling world and right. stuff like yeah, that. Bring so, everybody like, together instead of being competition. Versus WWE right now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean that like it was like I said, it was super emotional, and like I said, probably one. I, I think I tweeted out uh, a lot of people actually agreed with me. I, I tweeted out and I said, you know, that's if that was the last show for the you know for the for last year, I wouldn't be mad at it because that was probably like the perfect ending to a to a year uh, yeah. that we had last year. So yeah, um, and the moment with um, I I don't know, I don't. It wasn't on the actual tribute show. I think it was after the tribute show, or maybe I'm I, I can't remember. But whenever um. They had Brody Lee Jr. out in the middle of the ring, um, and they presented him the TNT title, and then yeah. you know Tony Khan presented yeah. him the TNT title, and then I really couldn't know, even hardly watch that. I couldn't. Like that uh, oh. yeah, was, that oh. part just wrecked me because like I haven't really talked to Sheena about this dude, but like watching that, like it started getting me like choked up because like you know his this the suit that his son was in, you know, you could tell it was like maybe a touch big, just fit kind of awkwardly, yeah. and there was something about like you know this little guy having to like grow up you know way before he's probably ready to man it just yeah it's awful man you know luckily it seemed you know it's been awesome to see everybody in AEW and really everybody throughout the wrestling world really rally around their family and kind of lift them up um but yeah just you know hats off to Brody Lee man hell hell of a wrestler he entertained the hell out of me from the moment I got back into wrestling in 2014 until you know his dog collar match with Cody back in October. He even made a Cody match good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, that's off to the guy, man. And even more so, you know, I use him as inspiration to keep trying to be, you know, a better dad and a, and a better husband every single day. Cause it seems like for as good a wrestler as he was, he was 10 times even better just as, as a person. Yeah. Man. And can we give him the credit for actually, um, you know, making them improve the uh, TNT title? They retired the TNT title yeah, and they made, they, and now we have a new now. and improved beautiful yeah, TNT awesome. TNT title which looks which looks way way better than the original but yeah they gave they gave uh, Brody Lee Jr that that red strap so a, awesome. TNT title you know and kind of just like retired it for life well, um, no, he's got a built in storyline now when he debuts 10 years from now he needs to come back with the red strap TNT title <laughs> yeah. and whoever the champ is you know we're going to get the double belt WrestleMania 10 ladder match man yeah. so he's got his first pay-per-view match already lined up man yeah, so if you watch that Brody Lee tribute, um, and it did not bring a tear to your eye, you need you definitely need to uh, check your pulse because it 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 was, I mean, the emotional to the highest degree. And like Marco said, if that was the last show of AEW for 2020, um, it was a it was a great way to go out because it was a super fun night of wrestling, um, a super amazing tribute, and um, I thought they did a beautiful beautiful job. All right, there's no smooth transition from that. It's time for Go Figure. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Go Figure is our segment where we talk about the latest and greatest in wrestling news. We discuss our new ads to our collection and uh, have a little bit of fun. This segment is brought to you by our good friends at Ringside Collectibles. Again, make sure you guys are using code CHICKFOLEY to get 10% off all your orders there. That is the world's number one wrestling figure retailer. They've been deep in the game for damn near 30 years at this point, and there's yeah. a reason. It's because they're the best. Marco, take us away with figure news. 
Oh boy, we have a lot. So I'm gonna try oh to uh, <laughs> I'm gonna try to speed through this as <laughs> as fast as I can. Try to short short handed as much as I can. But uh, a lot of this news, uh, I always give this give this guy props. Uh, he's uh, he's tied with our uh, ringside, so our uh, wrestling figure news source always um, dropping the bombs on Twitter. He's like, yeah. like yeah. what Woj is for the NBA. This guy is it for wrestling figures. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. He also like reports like uh, the stuff that a- action figure attack. Um, that as well, which there there is news from Action Figure Attack in here as well that I'm going to get to uh, a little bit after this first news. But uh, as everyone has seen, uh, Royal Rumble Elites, they're starting to hit the Target stores. Uh, very, very rare. I, my targets are completely barren. Like, they're not putting anything out right now. So how, how I was probably won't see any. We, Seth went into the Target here in Bowling Green. Um, uh, it was... I mean, it was okay. So there wasn't much there, but what was there was good. So there was an Elite AD Bailey, which is an awesome figure. Oh, safe. Yeah. We gave, we gave that away at uh, Chick Foley Rumble a couple weeks ago. Um, there was Legends Paul Orndorff, which again, cool figure. And then there was actually two of the Legends uh, Eddie Guerrero. This is my first time seeing that figure on the pegs. That's a beautiful figure. Um, we don't actually have that in our collection because I'm more of a fan of long haired Eddie. And I got those figures in the, uh, the hall of fame, Eddie Guerrero and the hall of champions, Eddie Guerrero from WCW. So I wasn't the biggest WWE era, Eddie Guerrero fan, but beautiful figure. Um, they had two of those actually on the pegs. And then, um, they also had the black series, Jar Jar Binks, which we've kind of, we sold off our black series collection. We had, we were about 50 figures deep on, uh, on black series and we sold those off whenever um, we were expecting the little guy. Cause we kind of, his room was kind of the star Wars room. And we just need to free up some space. Uh, yeah. But that Jar Jar Binks one of the best ones I've seen. That figure looked amazing. Um, I was surprised nobody bid on that. You know, I threw it up in the, uh, the group. I thought somebody would, uh, would claim that one, but they didn't. So there's a Jar Jar Binks setting at the, uh, the target uh, here in Bowling Green, Kentucky. But other than that, yeah, it was, uh, it was slim pickings, but what was there was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I guess like the I guess what's happening is I guess they're only getting three random figures from the wave too. That's weird. Um, so that's that is that is very weird. Um, and that's some stores are even charging twenty one ninety nine for the figures, which is huh. yeah. scalper our, prices. Um, Target yeah, scalper. going scalper prices. No, I'm joking. I know our uh, <laughs> our legends. Uh, so the the Target we ended up getting the legend set in Virginia Beach. I think it was something similar to that because Sheena was there. She got a tip from the guy that works in the toy department and she had the case, you know, basically the day they were getting them, we were expecting to get a case fresh set, but it was actually like hodgepodge. They were in some random box. It was like, it was like they had already been out of the case before target got them. So I don't know if this is something new that Mattel's doing to try to help out with distribution or something. Um, but yeah, that, that is kind of weird that they're just getting three figures from the set, especially because I think Steve Austin's the most heavily packed on that one. Yeah. So I think they're going to see yeah. a lot of places that may end up just getting uh, stone cold. Is he going to be the peg warmer you think of the, uh, of I don't the... Think no, Steve Mattel has done a good job of spacing out the Steve Austin figures for, for the guy that's, I think without a doubt, the biggest star in the history of wrestling. Um, Vince said it at least, at least to the hardcore fans he is. Um, there really hasn't been a ton of elites of his, so uh, they've done a good job spacing them out. So you're always going to grab Stone Cold, and this one's kind of unique with the gold vest. That's the first time we've gotten that vest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but other than that, uh, the other the other you know thing that's going on with uh, figure hunting, obviously with the with Pop Finder and you know Brick Seek, they're not 
you know, they shut stuff down. Uh, mainly they're because censoring. They're censoring Brickseek and Popfinder. Everything I've searched on Popfinder, I get results for PlayStation 5, man. I don't know what they well, do. Yeah, well, yeah, so so if you guys don't know the history, the reason why that's happening is because because of the PS5 and because of the Xbox Series S, um, a lot of people were using, obviously, Popfinder to, you know, go to stores and stuff like that. So, you know, obviously, Target made it strictly. They're only You can only purchase the systems on on the app, you can't walk into a store and buy it. Um, so you, you can't walk into a store. So if a Target store has a PS5, you cannot walk in there and buy they it. Even, they don't even put them out. What so you the have to. Like, the hell? Yeah, yeah, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X are the hottest consoles ever. Yeah, so you, Xbox said the series, the the Series X and Series S console was their best console launch ever. Think about how hip, how heavy hitter with like the 360, 360 and the original yeah. Xbox were. Yeah. Wow. So like, so yeah, so I like, mean, they even, I, 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 you know, I guess I'm like behind because I, I did not realize true, but I didn't realize that like they weren't even putting them out on the floor. No, like, so like, yeah, so you can't, you, yeah, you can't walk in willy nilly and just buy one. You have to go on the Target app, um, see if it's in stock, and then you purchase it on your app, and then you go, you pick up in store. And they have, if you walk into a uh, uh, Target like the ones I have, there's signs everywhere that say, you know, Xbox, PS5 is not in stock. Order it on the Target wow. app. If it's I should tell you how often I go, to, I go to Target anymore. Like you know, yeah. I used to go to Target several times a week. And, you know, since 2020 happened, it's like my Target yeah. is too far between. And my my Brickseek has been totally inaccurate too. Like I checked Brickseek, so we went to the uh, the Walmart out in this place called Central City, Kentucky, which is out in the country. Uh, me and my dad were going there to get some stuff for a little cookout we were doing at, at the house, and you know, I, I figured, okay, let me go and check Brickseek to kind of adjust my expectations accordingly. And it said it was six plus AEW figures on the peg. So I'm thinking worst case scenario, I can grab some series one for the, uh, you know, for the, the Foley fan. But I thought there may be like some series two or possibly even series three there. Get some chase action. I show up. There's nothing on the pegs, man. Like absolutely nothing. There's a couple pallets out. I'm thinking maybe they're on the pallets. There's nothing there. So yeah, it, I think it's kind of back to old school. Me personally, I'm not even checking those things anymore, which I used to be freaking surgical yeah. with using Brickseek and Popfinder. Like I'm talking like I had no wasted trips to the store, but now I'm back just, you know, rolling the dice. I'm hitting yeah, every store I see and just hoping for the best, which is kind of fun. Yeah. But uh, I was telling somebody in our group the other day, suck. like it, they just found like a blind, like they went in blind and just found the like the figures they want. I was like, dude, honestly, that's the best feeling in the world. When you go in not knowing what's there and you turn that corner and you see what you're looking for like that. That ultimately is the best feeling. Obviously, having the assistance of Popfinder and Brickseek and things like that is super helpful. Uh, and it, it saves you time, saves you gas and all those types of things. But those blind finds are, they, they give They're you the awesome. most satisfaction for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, they so yeah, that, that's the reason why Popfinder stopped it because of all the hassle with the, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. Interesting. Um, uh, so when you actually go to search for something, like even if you search for a figure, you get like that notification saying, you know, PS5s aren't in sock or whatever. So it automatically just runs to that. Wow. Um, it got so bad. So so people are so basically doing the same thing they do with figures, like going and going, hey, I see you have these in stock. Give me, <laughs> give me it. And uh, I'm they're like, guilty of that. Yeah, that. I've yeah. done it. I've done it. Guilty as charged. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, uh, and, and obviously it's after holidays. So like, uh, they're also doing like you know aisle resets and stuff like that. So if you you do walk into like a Walmart or Target, there there's nothing there. You got to think it's if you worked retail before. That's why I'm not really shocked by seeing like Baron or yeah no pegs on on, on no like figures on pegs or no merchandise on pegs anyway because it's it's after holidays and it's still trying to like get all that stuff out. That's and stuff hasn't probably come in because obviously 
COVID is happening. So, yeah. you know, the shipments aren't as fast as they were before COVID. So you get to, you know, give them some time to get that stuff out. But it'll, it'll definitely get out. They are popping up. You see pictures all over social media with, you know, the Royal Rumble elites popping up in all the targets. And uh, even some of Rival Series 3 um, AEW figures popping up. So it's happening. It's just going to take some time to, you know, to roll to the area. So don't, so don't fret. Don't yeah. get upset. Just, you know, you, you go old school and just go go regular hunting and just can you we, feel uh, that intuition just go distribution can we talk about how these uh these AEW series two chases have been hitting so our, our good oh buddy, my god Reaper, yes the, the official customizer of the chick-fil-a show he posted tonight that his brother um found three freaking mox chases man and one in one fell swoop yeah like, i've seen that that's incredible, man. Like, how does that happen? I, uh, I don't know, you know, Mark, I don't know how hardcore of an office fan you are. You guys remember that time when Michael Scott did the, Put the, uh, golden the golden tickets and all five golden tickets went to the same place. That's what happened. Oh, yeah. These <laughs> yeah. Cause I've seen it multiple times. I've seen multiple people that are posting like, yeah, I found like, you know, two, three, four chase figures in one day. So it seems like they're definitely all getting packed together and getting sent out in bunches. So if you find one, like if I find one chase, like at a Walmart I go to, I'm hitting like every Walmart within a 30 mile radius. Cause these things are straight hard cash right now. As far as figures go, I'm, I'm anti reselling, but some of these things are going for so much money that, you know, then the day I got a family and I got responsibilities. Like we're, we're financially comfortable, but we can always use a little bit of extra uh, jingle, you know? So if I can make 800 bucks on a figure, I'm going to do it. That's man. insane that they're $800. I Especially mean, like, the who the heck one. is yeah. paying The Mox is like, uh, to me, it's just the rarity. Obviously, dude, shout yeah. out to Jeremy and the team of Jazzwares. We love you guys. And the Chase Darby, I'm on the hunt for that. I want that. Yeah, so awesome, Obviously, man. I'm not in a position where I'm going to drop, you know, 500 plus for for one action figure but i want that chase darby that one is awesome but the other chases they've done so far it's really just been the rarity which i like because i i don't have to have them and the people that that is kind of their niche for collecting they can get them um but yeah the darby i i got i gotta have man the the pink uh mjf is really cool too plus it comes with the dynamite diamond ring um, but yeah, it, it's insane how these chases are hitting right now. So that, that's kind of what's gotten, what's given me motivation to still hit the, uh, you know, pound the pavement and, uh, and, and hit all these different Walmarts to see what I can find. You definitely have to have that initiative to, uh, <clears throat> to go out there and hunt, even if it's like, you know, like that, that, that rare thing. Like I would probably say, like, I agree with you though. Those two chase figures are probably like the, the ones you have to get the, uh, yeah. Darby Allen and the, the MJF with the, uh, with the ring, which is pretty yeah. awesome. Um, speaking of rarity, um, so action figure attack was on the uh, on the message boards answering um, uh, stuff about the elite uh, eighty three edge, um, and apparently the the hands that it comes with, if you if you've seen it, it comes with like the two sweet fingers yeah, as opposed I think to that the one that we sent up to you. He had the two sweet hands, didn't he? Yeah, he had the uh, the two sweet hands. So uh, so basically, it's a uh, it's going to be a running change. Obviously, it's going to go back to the rock hands uh, and, the, and the later ones. So basically he said, if you do have the two sweet hands, you do have a, a slightly rarer figure. Uh, and those hands have there without the, uh, the deco. Well, there you, you know, go, the, Marco. The plain skin. Yeah. So we, we um, actually the, the chase edge, man. I know. Right. I, I mean, well, I mean, I actually did uh, order the chase edge, like the actual yeah. they are now in stock at ringside. I <laughs> uh, used coach. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, I was like, I was reading that. I was like, I was like, holy crap! I was like, let me check mine just to see. And uh, he does have the two sweet hands. It looks kind of weird him doing it too. It's like 
Because you you see that hand gesture. It's a distinct it, difference. Yeah, the the hard yeah. rocker thing. That's like what Bret yeah. Hart used to do, and then the too sweet. That's like yeah, what he's it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You you know what you see. You like he never did the the too sweet. Yeah. But obviously, you could use them for other figures and stuff like that. You could use them for your your AJ Styles and stuff like that. Even and though. Valor. Yeah, it won't be gloves on his hands, but you can still do it. I sure, saw uh, I saw some people on the WrestleFigs forums were like, I don't know what the what the big difference is, and I was like, dude, just get the hell out of here, dude. Yeah, Two totally different hand signals, man. I know it, it's <sighs> it bothers me sometimes because I do the uh, I I use the you know I, I call it the too sweet emoji all the time, but it's really yeah, but a, it's really a rocker emoji. Wrestling yeah, fans know that one. For yeah, re- really, yeah. wrestling fans uh, like yeah they identify it as the too sweet emoji, but yeah, I, I, it always bothers me just a little bit because I'm like, it's not quite the too sweet emoji it's more the rocker emoji yeah. if anyone but, from apple is listening get us a too sweet emoji yeah, for get, sure. us, get that yes. in there contact uh also also we need redheaded uh emoji characters just for the red <laughs> emoji actually yeah that's uh that's that's actually, they're, they're you guys there. you guys are totally profiling us and not letting us have uh emoji. <laughs> yeah you need that you need the ginger emojis in there don't you're afraid we're gonna steal everybody's souls that's true <laughs> You open up your emoji keyboard and there's no emojis left. It's just the, the ginger <laughs> one just sitting there by itself. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> moving on to my one of my favorite tag teams ever, uh, the legend uh, Lucha, the they got the the uh, Lucha Bros. Wow. Sorry, like, t- that IPA is hitting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the uh, the legends of Lucha Libre, they're uh, they're gonna be. Um, I didn't find the date yet, but they are closing the pre order soon. Let me pull up so my they, email uh, and see when I pre order. Yeah. For the Penta and the Phoenix, I did pre-order those, and I and I pre-ordered a while back um, in the sets to the uh, the hardcore sets yeah. that they had with the two extra um, the heads that come with it too. And I was, was Ju- July twenty cool. fifth, my pre-order date. What's your pre-order date, Marco? Uh let me check real quick. That's not the that's not the oldest pre-order that I have in my in my email. Yeah, that's yeah. Super, that's super seven in JPW figure. Yeah, mine's July thirtieth, actually. Nice man. So right Three around days the same after. Time. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, the figures yeah, look but, great. I think I, I'm going to be very excited to compare them to what Jazzwares did. Not because that's obviously Jazzwares is making a whole lot more, so it's not a fair comparison. Um, it'd be like comparing like the Mattel figures to, to some of the stuff that Storm has done, but. It's always fun comparing and contrasting what these different guys do. I I really like the black and red colors on these, so yeah, I'm a little so bit awesome. more excited for these guys than I am the um, the the AEW series two. But yeah, they they look awesome, and I hope that these sell well enough that we can get some other uh, some other Lucha Libre legends coming out from in this line. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, they they did say like you know they they put a presser on saying like you know they, you know it's been taking a long obviously a long time because what's happening in the world and they're not able to ship it out. But I feel like anybody that has any delay on anything now is just like, Oh, it's just what's happening in the world. So it's just, just you're right. And I think I call bullshit on super seven for that because they're a little bit bigger company. These guys, um, they've been very, very transparent. They're reporting. They did actually have the factory that these guys were originally going to be produced in did end up getting like totally shut down due to the pandemic. So they had to totally shift production facilities on these. So you're right. I think across the world, people use COVID as like a, uh, a, a blanket excuse to, yeah. Yeah, to, to push back their delays and not have a sense of urgency on stuff. I do think that the, uh, the, the, what's the actually, is the, um, isn't the like overarching company called like Mast Underground or something like that, I think. And the Legends of Lucha Libre is underneath uh, Mass there. Republic. Mass Republic. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So Mass Republic, I will give them the benefit of the doubt that they've had a little bit more uh, hurdles to overcome than most when it, when it comes to the pandemic. For sure. 
Yeah, they so uh, yeah. I mean, they they even yeah they came out with a like you know a statement saying when they actually started showing like the new decos and stuff of the of the figures, like they're actually glad that like something like this was happening in the world because now they're taking a lot more time to make it a lot more detailed and put awesome. a lot more effort into the figures and stuff like that. Yeah. So like when you do get it, you're gonna be blown away by it, which I'm I'm super psyched yeah. to have like uh, two sets of uh, Lucha Bros just yeah. so like you said to compare. Um, but yeah, it's, great. I just hope that, I just hope that the the they I hope they feel as good as they look, man. I, I hope they don't feel like cheap or anything once we get them. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't think I added this in there just to, uh, just because we're talking about the Lucha Bros. But uh, there's a so the so the Ray Phoenix figure for uh, the Unrivaled series two. Apparently on on his arm he has that like that red uh, the clover leaf. The clover leaf, yeah. yeah a lot of some of the figures. Don't. Yeah, they're missing. Yeah, on, on his arm. But I checked mine; it has it. Thank God. Um, but uh, it's yeah, one so thing that's that my ass. It's when a cloverleaf tattoo isn't included. Oh. Yeah, that, that would have been. I actually would have kind of been upset if I looked at my figure and it wasn't there. I'd be like, fun fact: no. Seth's dad has a cloverleaf tattoo. He does. See, that's that's why I would have been upset. See, it's, it was kind of like a it's all the family. Like Mr. Phelps, Mr. Phelps. <laughs> you can't be without a, a cloverleaf tattoo at all. But um. So we'll move on to uh to the to the retro. So there's a there's a lot of retros being made. Yes. I didn't put this on here, but the uh but uh the major bros again retros. Those made are there. awesome. So good. Sailor. detailed. The teaser they got has got it's got me itching, man. It's got my mouth watering. They said that they already have a ton of people on board with this. So we know everything Zombie Sailor does is freaking first class. So I'm really yeah. excited to see uh, to see how th- this line comes to fruition. If we get another retro line, I'm all about it. I'll, I'll be snapping up everything they release. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. No, they they look super awesome. I, yeah, I, was, I, I just I can't wait to see like the like the paint jobs and all that stuff. We they... will never sleep on retros ever again. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, definitely not. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, also they uh, so I think we talked about this like on 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 the shows before. Like Blue Beanie has a has a retro out. Yep. Yeah. Actually, um, we ordered that this week. Nick Aldis, he, he has a retro, and um, uh, all ego Ethan Page from uh, Impact. He also has a retro figure coming out with uh, Cella Toys yeah. too. Um, I've seen Switch good reviews from the people that already have the Cella figures. The people that already have Nick Aldis, everybody seems to be pretty yeah. happy with it. Yeah, and it, his his looks pretty awesome too. Uh, you you think like as they're doing that, they're gonna get better and better too. Yeah. So um, this one might be looks better. Amazing! Than... I, I cannot wait to get that blue mini. Uh, oh yeah, the blue mini looks awesome, and his and his. Uh, Podcast co-host also yeah. has a, a retro figure, which is and the, and the meanie man for such a toyetic guy. He had, his wrestling figures are few and far between. Yeah, he's not yeah. very many at all. So always glad to see the meanie get his uh, get his due. He's he's making a deal with uh, somebody to get some uh, some more uh, some more figures out there. Sure. Uh, get the Blue World Order, yeah, uh, their figure line long overdue. But um, yeah, you have a uh, Switchblade J. Uh, he also has a retro figure coming out with a different company. It's a well, it's a two company. It's it's a eye candy tattoo um, and nerd clothing. They're coming out That's with awesome. a. Uh, yeah. I got, I got my only experience with nerd clothing. I, I got a young. It's it's very similar to the chalk line style jackets, but they did a, a jacket for the young bucks that yeah, I have. That it looks, looks great. really good. Um, the sketches look awesome. You know, if it comes out half as good as the sketches look, this thing is going to be sweet. You know, and uh, again, we need some awesome switchblade figures. So. I'm very excited to see what these guys do, and hopefully they can keep the New Japan line going because there's a lot of really Toyota guys. In and the New thing Japan. is, we need to support these smaller, these smaller ventures, and these smaller endeavors. You know yeah, what I mean? Like definitely. ultimately, like the success of these leads to 
other things in bigger companies. You know what I mean? They're like, whether we want to believe it or not, bigger companies are watching these smaller companies and what they're doing and what the success is and what we're buying and things like that. So if we really truly want retros back, we need to be buying retros from these freaking smaller, you know, um, providers and, so. t- and take a chance and, and pre-order these figures because if these guys can see that the support there and the interest is there then yeah. they'll invest the money to perfect it you know what i mean if, they're, if they're barely getting by they're not going to make two of these things you know what i mean but if they see yes. their response there even if you know this first switchblade figure isn't perfect exactly what we want you know maybe the next time when they do tanahashi or, or okada maybe it will be freaking yes. awesome you know so so yeah it Open up those wallets a little bit, help them out, you know, unless you just want nothing but Mattel WWE again, which is awesome. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Um, help some of these smaller companies out, you know. Yeah, and I definitely think, like, uh, all these companies making these retro figures and, you know, obviously, like, the Mattels of the world are looking at this as well. So if they if they are popular and they are doing a, a great job of making that line uh, relevant again, Mattel will come out with a retro line. Maybe 100%. you might get an AEW retro line too, as well. Which is, yeah. you know, Jeremy might be like, "Hey, this this might be this is a big thing right exactly. now. Let's do, a, let's do a separate line next to Unrivaled to make a, a you know a retro line with all the AEW figures." So yeah, definitely definitely support all all these uh, retros that are coming out. And, uh, you know, let's and make it happen again. Even if you can't financially support them, even if you don't have the money to purchase them or whatever, share these posts, save yeah, these posts, co- tweet yeah. them, comment on them. All of those things help these guys get more exposure and, you know, and it gets them in the hands of people who do want to purchase them or can purchase them. So don't think that just because you're not purchasing something that you can't support, you can always go to the, inst- go to Instagram, save the post, comment on the post, share it in your stories, tag your friends, all the things. And those things are just as helpful and just as supportive as actually buying the figure so don't feel like just because you don't have the funds or the money or the means or whatever or it's not even something you want to add to your collection that you can't help these things get off the ground because by using your platform and your social media and things like that to share it's just as important hell yeah definitely uh all right let's move on to our ringside news so uh i think i mentioned this before the uh uh, the edge uh, variant is actually back in stock on ringside Use code Chick Foley when you do uh, purchase that. I think actually the whole series is in stock right now, so that whole series you can pick up. Um, It's an awesome, it's an awesome series. Definitely, I mean, Dusty Rhodes, Sasha Banks. Dusty Rhodes is so freaking cool. Like I didn't even, I wasn't really into that figure when I first saw the sketches come out, but seeing it in hand, yeah, it's it's a must-have for your collection. Yeah, definitely. Drew another Drew McIntyre. He's he's becoming the. uh, the go-to guy with all with all the figures yeah. in the series. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and also you have uh, King Corbin, which I oh. I said was going to be the sleeper figure. It is pretty cool in person. It is. I he's mean, got some cool accessories. I like. Yeah, the I mean, new style crown. He's got some stuff we haven't seen before. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, def- def- definitely pick that up and use uh, Coach Chick Foley when you do. Um, the other news that happened too is the uh, Super Seven Ultimates. Uh, appeared uh, for pre-order. The Good Those Brothers, insane, perfect yeah. timing too. Yes, going going live today timing. after they debut on AEW. Yeah, I, I kind of the same thing Sheena was talking about. That was really my thoughts on these. You know, Mattel released some awesome elites of the Good Brothers, so I don't necessarily need these figures, but they look good, and I really want to encourage Super Seven to keep making wrestlers. Um, so yeah, I, I would. I got these on pre-order right now. Um, who knows when we'll see them? If, if I see them. 
before summer 2022. I'll call it a win. Um, but I'm definitely into these guys. You know, we still the don't even know what all. Incredible, uh, though. Yeah, the we still don't even know what fun. all final accessories these guys are going to come with. You know, there's there, these guys are still in work, so there's going to be some more cool stuff aside from all the different head sculpts and hands you guys are seeing so far. Um, but yeah, great figures, and uh, I, I just can't wait to get some Super Seven figures in my hands. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the, the like I, she just said, like the box or the the. The packaging is the the packaging looks awesome on the uh, on those figures too. Um, if if you looked at the uh, the the major bros too, their their figures, which actually they I guess they are uh, they're looking at fall twenty twenty one. I guess that's a, that was the news that, that yeah. they came yeah. up with. So if you pre order those, look for those soon. But I'm hoping that that might be in a, a mid year. You might hear something that's going to be pushed up. A little bit before then, so maybe we'll that's see summer, own. summer 2021. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping for. At least summer 2021, midsummer, uh, maybe end of summer 2021. Super seven. Just give up. me something. Give me something yeah. in my hands. I don't care I what. Mean, it yeah, is. I just, yeah. I don't own any super seven uh, figures, so I'm, I'm me neither. Actually, so I'm really excited to get some in hand. Yeah, I can't wait to see like the like what the what the big what the big fuss is about, as they like to say. But uh, yeah. I know they're gonna be awesome too. Like. Um, just the accessories that come with the major bros are pretty awesome. I mean, they come with their own figures. So yeah, that, those, that's those awesome. tiny figures are freaking awesome. Dude. <laughs> that's the coolest thing um, is that they like they come with those actual like like figures. Like I thought that was so cool. Like because I mean those are cool for any like any fig photography or anything like that to have your own scale action figures with your figures. Like that's that's so mage. Yeah, um, and then uh, obviously the New Year sale still going on right now. Uh, if you go on ringside, there's a lot of cool figures. Uh, definitely go check that out. They they have a uh, a link right on the page on the main page. So you just click on New Year sale. Um, you can shop all the yeah. figures that they have. A lot of great stuff. There too. Remember, you can always use code Chick Fil A to stack an additional ten percent off on some of those awesome prices they have going right now. I, yeah. uh, I we added a few basics that I've been meaning to catch up on um, to to the collection through that sale. Yeah, the, the other cool thing is a lot of new a lot of the new figures like I did we just mentioned uh, series uh, WWE Elite eighty two is actually on that uh, that New Year's sale yeah. page. So definitely, yeah, yeah they're being very there. What they're including. Yeah, every single one of them are on there. Gronk, uh, actually no eighty yeah eighty two and eighty three are on on there as well. So definitely shop around. Um, like you said, double sack that uh double sack that discount and get some uh, get some figures in your hand too. Um, what else was there for? Oh, the pre-orders. Yeah. Um, I, I, I we'll get we'll do this one first, and I'll get to the the second one. So, first pre-order Ultimate Edition uh, eight is that for pre-order? That's uh that's Edge and Macho Man. Uh, they are for I think I did it like that day. That's yeah. Awesome. Both so. look great. We still haven't even seen the final um, sketches of Macho Man. What the jacket's gonna look like and stuff. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, no. Um, I know that's going to be great. And the edge looks cool too. I think it's going to, uh, right now kind of like the, the main edge figure in my collection is the ringside exclusive. The one that came with the rated R, uh, championship all those years ago. But I think this one's going to escape is going to replace it as kind of the main edge, um, in our collection. Yep. And then the, uh, then also you have the, uh, ringside exclusive ultimate warrior beautiful up for pre-order insane. Um, Got, it's it's got a it. cry and shame that he's no longer with us because that thing would be so freaking choice to get autographed, man. It's such oh, a yeah, definitely. Box, huge window. Um, yeah. Yeah, really awesome everything figure. about it looks incredible. Uh, but I did, I did, get, I'm not sure if anyone else got this. I'm not sure if this is uh, breaking news, but I did get an email uh, saying that the manufacturer has pushed back the release of the RSC exclusive Ultimate Warrior. 
Um, oh wow! From February to March, I believe. So um, it's uh, from February yeah, to March. Wow, that's yeah. a long. So that was, that was very upsetting. What are we going to do with ourselves? I was like, no, but uh, that's weird I mean, because most of the time, I, I feel like half the time with those ringside exclusives, they end up showing up quicker than you expect them to. You know, what yeah. I mean, I feel like I see yeah, the so announcement, hoping. and then like two weeks later, they get shipped. So yeah. I think, I think our buddies at ringside will come through for us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it said the manufacturer; it's not ringside at all. That. That usually happens, what so, you see um, in MOC picks, it's usually a good sign, man, that uh, yeah. things that be here sooner rather than later. I mean, they could be like the demand. Like they didn't think, obviously, people are going to pre-order the crap out of this. So that, that could have been an issue because it's another warrior figure to some people. But to like us, we're like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. Um, so those people probably went crazy and just pre-ordered it like insanely. And they probably weren't expecting the the mass amounts of pre-orders and stuff like that. So I'm hoping it does come on time. If not, I can definitely wait for it. It's not a, not a huge deal. I am a warrior fan at heart. So I, I do want it in my grasp, but if I have to wait a bit longer, not, not a big deal. I'm a, I'm a patient man. Um, moving on. Uh, last but not least, new Japan pro wrestling series one and two still up for pre-order on uh, ringside. Figures look uh, awesome. They, they, yeah. But judge not the pictures. They got the potential to be the best wrestling figures we've ever seen. I don't say that lightly, but they look awesome. And, and we finally got to see the boxes. They look cool. We saw some unpainted, unpainted prototypes. Um, yeah. I'm just hoping I get these things, dude. Like I said, I I pre-ordered these things back in November of uh, of 2019. So, I mean, Ringside's been holding my money for, you know, uh, over a year now. Obviously, the economy's been up and down, but I could have done something with that money, put it in the stock market <laughs> yeah. or something. Ringside, I feel like Ringside should be giving me some uh, dividends off of that, man. <laughs> <laughs> they took it when I placed the order, man, but I still don't got any figures in my hands. I mean, yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> it's like a Kickstarter campaign, dude. Yeah, it's damn near what it feels like. So it does So it does look like they're... I mean, it looks like they're all like... Now they're starting to move them around to so like February, March. I know uh, they just put back uh, uh, Tomohiro uh, Ishii back up on as a pre-order too. He was actually missing from the line on ringside, but now he's back up for pre-order again. Yeah. Because um, you can only pre-order... Uh, Okada, Osprey, and Tanahashi um, as pre-orders, but it looks like they're all. It looks like uh, Okada and Osprey are February, and now it looks like uh, if if you pre-ordered uh, before, you'll probably get it earlier. But it looks like the pre-order too for Tanahashi is in March. So, nice. but um, yeah, Tanahashi looks I, crazy with the guitar and everything. Dude, so my favorite figure out of all these, I do love Evil. Uh, Evil is going to be pretty awesome. But that uh, uh, Naito with the with the multiple uh, soft good um, jacket. He has like he has the two t shirts, the hoodie, and then he has the two belts as well as all those hands and the heads. Yeah, he's probably the, I think he's a he's probably gonna be the best one out of all of them. I don't know what about opinion. that Okada man. That Okada looks crazy, also, dude. The Okada looks all, no. I definitely definitely they're all uh, I definitely want the Okada, but that Naito looks freaking. Yeah. insane like just, just all the accessories that come with it i can't it. wait to get these guys in hand man uh but yeah they're uh they're april 2021 for the series too so definitely uh pre-order those if you haven't yet but uh yeah it looks like the it looks like all the series one are starting to do the pre-order two sets for our uh, ringside um that's pretty much it that's all that's all I have for offering. That was a lot. That was a that was probably one of the longest like ones. <laughs> yeah, like we said, we had about a week and a half or so. But True. Yeah. What uh, what weekly purchases did you have this week, Marco? Oh man, uh, so I I, so I I had the uh, the the delivery from you guys from the uh, 
Edge, Baron Corbin, and was a Edge, Baron Corbin, and Drew McIntyre from '83. So got those, got those in. Um, I had to order another uh, ringside exclusive uh, Jushin Liger, the new one that came out because I, I stored it and then. I went to go take it out again, and one of his horns broke off. Oh, so <laughs> did, it, did it break or did it like just come unconnected, man? Because I, I, I broke, it broke off. It, like, it was like a, it was a clean, uh, it was kind of like a clean break. Yeah, no, it was a clean break. It was like there was no connection. In it. Ah, okay, I was, okay, gotcha. I was like so upset. It, it like because it, I had it stored because I was I didn't have it on display yet, so I put it like in the plastic bag and all that stuff, and I stored it. I took it out, and I seen a hole in the bag. And then I looked on the side of his head and the horn was missing. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I was like, they're all staying out now. So now they're yeah. all, all three are on display. Um, all three uh, Liger figures. So, but I had to get, uh, get that. Um, yeah, he presents a, a unique challenge. So my figures that are on display, I have them in totes in in the closet. But my Jushin Liger custom that I got from uh, Showstopper Custom he's Figures. He's under the sink. He's un- no, he, I moved him. He's now underneath oh. the TV. And, and, yeah, he used to be under the he's, bathroom he's, sink. Yeah, he, you know, he's like he's like the vice president when shit's going down. He's in a safe, undisclosed location <laughs> away from any kids or even where I could, like, mess with it. Because, yeah, whenever we uh, – he can't – you know, Showstopper did an amazing job on him. But just the unique nature of Jushin Liger, he's the kind horns, of a pain in the man. ass. His toy as yes. he is – He's paying the ass to make a toy. Like when I got him, because Showstopper is located in the Philippines, and one of his horns got broke off. I have reattached um, those horns on multiple occasions. Yeah, they're just super fragile. Luckily, it's you know it's easy to make a clean reattachment with just you know the tiniest little drop of super glue. But yeah, Jushin Liger is a uh, he presents some unique challenges for for storage as a uh, as 100%. an action figure. Yeah, he needs oh, like yeah. his own little like head bubble, you know, to like put around his uh, his whole head gear. Oh yeah, what else do you get, Marco? Yeah. Um, so I uh, also received the uh, my birthday gift from you guys the uh, the Royal Rumble the Chick Fil A Royal Rumble inspired logo T shirt. Yes, is, and if you haven't wished awesome. if you haven't wished Marco a happy birthday yet, make sure you wish the MVP a happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're like a week late, but that's fine. That's all right. Doesn't matter. Who cares? <laughs> nothing, has a, nothing has a timeline in 2020 and 2021. You don't. That know is true. Everything just like melds together. Yeah. It's just still one big long year that exactly. we're exactly. I'm still right celebrating now. Christmas. <laughs> Um, but, uh, uh, other than that, nothing else, but, uh, just cause we spoke about, uh, uh, showstopper, we have to bring up the fact, um, that, uh, mad reaper with the, with the three pack of the yeah. Jurassic oh, Express, the we didn't get to talk about this. We spoke about this on our chat. Uh, but we, we, we gotta, we gotta break the exciting news for, uh, for mad reaper that happened to him, uh, that he got who who he got the shout out from? Yeah, Jeremy for, uh, Jeremy Padauer posted him on his Instagram, which I thought was just so freaking awesome. You know, he like posted the figures that Matt Reaper and uh, Bew Animations made, and uh, yeah, I thought that was so super cool. Yeah, the Reaper is he truly is the man. Like we can't say it enough. I know I know we kiss his ass a lot on this show, but like. Every, <laughs> it's deserved. There, there's a lot of essentially we have customizers out here, and this, and this is no shade. I, I got a handful of guys that I've gone to. Um, Alex Pierce you know, is amazing. Yeah, Alex Pierce done some awesome work for us. Um, Elite Alpha Figures has done some awesome stuff. Showstopper has done some crazy yes. figures for me. Yep. Um, Scribble does some good stuff. Um, they're all kind of in their own lane. But if you're looking for somebody to like make you something from scratch, you know, that's not not a repaint. Um, you know, is doing some serious like sculpting, 
and getting creative and putting all the tiny little touches that you wouldn't even think about. But then when you get yes. it in your hand, you're like, this makes it incredible. Reaper's yeah. a guy, you know, I, he really yeah. is. It, it sounds cliche, but he really is a freaking artist when it comes to doing these customs. So hats off to him. If I didn't know that, um, you know, Jeremy was going to get us uh, those three figures in the AEW line, I would be all over those customs because they were awesome. Yes. And I'll tell you what, Jeremy and, and Magic, the lead designer for the Unrivaled line, you guys got your work cut out for you to top that Luchasaurus figure yeah, Luchasaurus that the Reaper nasty, and uh, BW Animations put together because that Luchasaurus was, you know, it was an awesome set. And Luchasaurus was ready to stand out. They, they yes. nailed that guy. So, yes. yeah, good. thanks thanks for bringing that back up, Marco, because yeah, yeah. with all the stuff going on in the last week and a half, that had actually slipped my mind a little bit. No, no, he definitely needs to get that recognition because when you, you, you get recognized by one of the lead figure, like the Godfather yeah. figures. Um, yes. And he's, and he's saying, like, wow, this is this is mind-blowing. Yeah, I, he, never makes, seen anything he like makes this those before, figures like, and he recognized your figures. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so I, like, I think that's a, that's a huge shout, you know? Yeah, I mean, if uh, he might even draw inspiration from those. That's the other thing, too. So, like, yeah. if you see those figures come down the line, like, know that they're probably drawing inspiration from from the Mad Reaper, <laughs> yeah. uh, from from his showing of them. They are, and they are, we're, not, we're not, like, you know, blowing smoke or anything like that. They are awesome. Go to his page on IG and definitely take a look at Adam. He actually has multiple pictures so you see them in the package as well as individually. Um, they're all amazing. Especially, yeah, like you said, a, the Luchasaurus is, is, is it's primo. Yeah, it's at Mad Reaper on Instagram and then at B-E-W underscore animations. They did a collaboration on that um, yeah. Jurassic Express uh, set. So, yeah, follow, yeah, so both awesome. the, follow both those guys. Hats off to both those guys. It, incredible work. So my weekly right. purchases this week was uh, a little bit light. We again, we've been away from uh, the house in Virginia for uh, a week and a couple of days now. Our There's awesome no neighbors Shane and Mariah are, are looking out for us. There's a shitload of packages at the house from eBay, from Ringside Collectibles, and from a couple hookups I've had um, both in the Foley Fam Facebook group. Again, join at ChickFoleyShow.com, and then just from some of my various uh, various hookups I got on Instagram. So. Uh, I'm not going to include any of those. I'll have a supersized weekly purchases for the first time we're back at the house. Um, here locally in Kentucky, I had I got lucky today at Target and found the um, NECA uh, cartoon series Turtles of the Baxter and Splinter 2-pack, which is awesome. That set is so beautiful, especially that Baxter figure. He really just pops. I mean, Splinter's cool, too. We all know how important Splinter is to Ninja Turtles. But that Baxter figure, the, the Baxter Stockman, the fly guy, he just really pops, you know. They they nailed the uh, the cell style animation. Um, it's like the cartoon just came to life. So if if you see it, um, you'll know what I mean. Uh, really can't stress enough how awesome the cartoon line is from NECA. And then uh, going back to like Sheena had mentioned, um, we found uh, we were going back through the the toys in the attic at my parents' house um, when we did it last summer. I wasn't back in the Hasbro and retro game. I was still sticking strictly to Mattel elites. Um, but I, you know, in the meantime, I've, I've kickstarted my Hasbro collection and I went through At the, the worst possible. Time. Yeah, the only, the only figure that was salvageable for my collection was, uh, I had a narcissist Lex Luger that was in good shape. Um, I've told you guys before me and my little brother, Tad and our, and our best friend from, uh, kind of grade school age RC, we used to have, like, it was basically like the CZW of wrestling figure federations. Like we gave these toys head, uh, gave these toys tail. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> yeah. that took a turn. <laughs> yeah, bad, uh, bad, bad blooper there. Yeah, we'll edit that one out in post. But uh, we gave these toys tail. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was already thinking about how we used to set their heads on fire and stuff. You know, that was kind of the, uh, uh, 
that was kind of like the closing angle from kind of the the WrestleMania or whatever of uh, of our um, our figure fed. One year we had a, we had a whole set of LJNs. And it was LJN Ultimate Warrior versus King Kong Bundy. And the event ended with King Kong Bundy sitting Ultimate Warrior on fire and then going oh into our friend RC's above ground pool. So, so yeah, uh, it, it's, it breaks my heart when I see these figures now. I really just want to go back in time and tell myself. But like, think about how much fun you had, though. True. You know? It was a blast. I wanted to say, A, you know, don't play with them. Or B, just, you know. Um, don't give them head. Play gently. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> I did find a, uh, a Lex Luger that we could salvage. And then. Um, the Jack's dumpster. I can't remember what place that it was. And, you know, Jack's had a few times where um, they released like accessory packs, and they had a really cool dumpster. It's like spray painted up. I think it was inspired by the WrestleMania 14 dumpster match between the New Age Outlaws and Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie. Um, and uh, yeah, we picked up. Uh, I found that dumpster still in perfect condition, and it looks like it's in pretty good scale with the Mattel Elite. So um, that's going back to the collection also. So that was it for me for weekly purchases. But stand by next week. Did we talk about the week. wrestling buddies last week? The the Major Brothers wrestling buddies? I don't think we did weekly purchases last week. Yeah, we grabbed the Major Wrestling Buddies, uh, the Major Wrestling Figure Pod wrestling buddies also. And those are great. They yeah, were very they close awesome. to the original line of wrestling buddies. Um, hats off to um to the guys for putting those out hopefully we can get a few more of those also um over the next year we need a swoggle wrestling buddy that's about half the size that would yeah be awesome. that would be oh my gosh that would be so awesome a half size swoggle wrestling buddy yeah all right so uh with that it is now time for quarantine and chill El All right, quarantine and chill is where we give you guys some recommendations, help you stay tranquilo while everybody's still in lockdown or semi-lockdown while the pandemic's still happening. Marco, hit us with your uh, recommendations. Oh man, this is the uh, the number one the number one thing on Netflix right now. And if you're not on it, I've been on it since the YouTube YouTube series when it was on YouTube. Uh, Cobra Kai, um, probably one of the best shows ever. If you've never have you guys have you guys seen it? Any seasons I haven't. It? It's on my list of stuff to watch, but no, I, I have not. Uh, we have not watched Cobra Kai yet. Oh my god! Um, they do a great job of tying everything in from the movies, um, as well as like you know, like little Easter eggs here and there and stuff like that. I'm not going to give anything away, but uh, all three seasons. A uh, third season came out uh, this this month, but the first two seasons were first they were on YouTube, YouTube Premium. That's where they had the deal for first. Um, and then they just moved everything over to Netflix and they got the deal with Netflix. But um, it's it's a great show. If you're a fan of the Karate Kid movies, um, you just want to see some nostalgia and, and just, a, just gr- a great show with great characters, definitely definitely watch it. You can probably yeah, binge I, it pretty fast. I've too. heard nothing but great things about Cobra Kai. And, um, you know, I, I did a guest spot on Have a Drink With Me podcast. Um, you can find them at Instagram at H-A-D-W-M. Um, I think that's right. Yeah, H-A-D-W-M. Um, and they actually, he did an episode about Cobra Kai before, um, before my episode come out. So definitely go check that out. And yeah, Cobra Kai, I've heard nothing but like awesome things. So I'm excited to watch it, but yeah, it's just, there are so many things to watch right now. It's insane. Uh, Marco, I hadn't actually heard about this till I saw it in your show notes for this week. Tell us about Michael Keaton possibly coming back as Batman. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. So there's rumors that, uh, Michael Keaton is going to be the, like the mainstay Batman for the upcoming DC eu movies as they call them so um yeah replacing obviously ben affleck is no longer playing batman and 
obviously have Robert Pattinson playing the yeah, Batman we when that movie Cole comes out. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Cedric Diggory. But yeah, if you, it, it's super confusing, but if you follow like DC, they have a thing called the multiverse where there's different versions of every, every character. So there's a different Superman, there's a different, you know, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Arrow, Batman. There are all these different universes, stuff like that. So I'm not sure how they're going to play it out, but um, obviously Michael Key will play like the old, like in the multiverse, there is an old, there is a old Batman. There is Batman when he is old and he's still crime fighting and things like that. Um, so I'm assuming he's going to play that role. Um, but uh, I'm not mad at it. A lot of, I mean, I mean, I grew up on Michael Keane as a first. Everybody uh, always Batman. has an opinion on who's Batman. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like anytime, anybody, anytime Batman changes, people are just like, oh my God, you know? So yeah. I, I, you, can't, you can't take it very seriously anytime there's a new Batman. Because so it's, yeah, that- it's Batman and, it, and it, it's Batman and Bruce Wayne. So like Michael Keane is probably the best Batman, not the best Bruce Wayne out of the Batman costume. Uh, the best Bruce Wayne, ugh, that's that's a rough. I mean, it's, it probably has to go to Christian Bale, right? Christian I mean, Bale's got to be the best Bruce Wayne, dude, but he's I, I thought he's Michael the worst Keaton was Batman. Pretty damn cool, man. I I, I, I like cool. Michael. I, I think I would go backwards. I think I would think Michael Keaton was probably the best uh, the best Bruce Wayne, Bruce and Wayne. Then I think. Uh, but how can you be Bruce Wayne and multiplicity? You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, just like, exactly. It's like, it just worked. It was crazy. Yeah, Bond, that's too. what everybody said. Both. People yeah. were. If you ever go back and listen to any of, or like watching the documentaries on, people were outraged when they heard that Michael Keaton was cast as Batman, but he was so freaking cool in that role. You know, I feel yeah, like so. cool. I mean, Christian yeah. Bale had more of like a James Bond type vibe going on because he was just so slick. But I feel like Michael Keaton was just really cool as hell. Now I had a harder time buying Michael Keaton as like a badass who's going to like fuck people up. You know, where Christian Bale, <laughs> we've seen him in Terminator. You know, he was freaking American Psycho. He's been in a few other things True. where he's looked really tough. Like, yeah. I, I could buy him kicking some ass. Um, but I thought Michael Keaton was cool as hell as Batman. So yeah. he's definitely yeah, up there in the mix. You know, it's def- Him and Christian Bale are definitely, you know, in the mix for the best Batmans of, of my lifetime. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, he's uh, obviously Michael Keaton. He was a stand-up comedian. So, like, yes, exactly. it, it, knowing him doing comedy roles and all that stuff. And then, like... And then you hear him coming out like he's Batman. Yeah, he was the, uh, the 1989 movie. They're like, what the? Beetlejuice. Yeah, I don't even know yeah, why. Beetlejuice. I forgot. Yeah, Beetlejuice. Uh, well, uh, Tim Burton. Actually, we could we probably do a whole podcast on uh, on Tim Burton because I yeah. can go down a rabbit hole with him. But uh, he, uh, yeah, no, Beetlejuice. Like he went, I think it was Beetlejuice after Batman. No, Beetlejuice was before. That's it was before, where Tim Burton. It was before Batman, Batman, right? Okay. Yeah, that's where Tim so Burton like, got the taste for Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah, then uh, obviously he had, he had Batman Returns too as well. And then obviously they he didn't do the the next movies, and we don't we don't speak of those. Actually, maybe we'll speak of the Batman Forever because I'm a Mel Kilmer cool. guy. They had some cool. They the, had cool yeah. gr- storylines. Yeah. The set design. I, I liked like the set design and the character design of uh, like the black Batman Forever. Feels. But then Batman yeah. and Robin, they like turned it up to 15, and it was just true. It made yeah. me just want to vomit. You know? It was cool. Yeah, no, exactly. Mister Freeze and all the Freeze jokes and yeah. all Everybody that stuff. We got pretty crazy. Yes. I just have a soft spot for Val Kilmer because he's his birthday's Val December thirty first. Like Val, mine, Kilmer. So. Val Kilmer's a damn good actor, dude. Yeah, I don't think he really got his just due as he didn't. He didn't get a fair shake, you know. I think if he would have been Batman in, uh, you know, Tim Burton's Batman and then Batman Returns, I think we, you know, he would have went down as possibly as good as Michael Keaton and Christian yeah. Bale. Oh, yeah. He definitely didn't fit in because uh, he's such a serious actor, and he didn't fit in as well with the the campier um, Batman Forever. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he was, yeah, you're right. If he was in more of like a darker version of Batman, I think he would have didn't. I mean, if you want to, if anyone, we'll move off of this. But uh, if you want to see Val Kilmer in his prime, I definitely recommend seeing the Saint, 
the seed is is an awesome movie. Um, He's like a master of disguise in it. Willow, uh, oh my god! Yes, (laughs) oh my god! And then Daikini. And then of course, Nakamura was also Iceman. So you know, that's probably still his most. Of course, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to take it in a different direction. We're going to go with a music uh, recommendation. So I'm a big uh, country music fan, but I wrote a list to a lot of new country, man. It's mostly kind of like anything from like past 1993. I, re- I usually really don't mess with, but uh, I've been a big fan of Morgan Wallen over the last year. Awesome dude. He definitely, he, you know, he's accessible enough that people that are into like the more modern country sound can get into it, but he's definitely got a lot of like retro Very country classic vibes. Country he's, got, vibe. he, he, yeah. he's a young guy. I think he's like 28. But he's got kind of like an aged voice, if that makes sense. Um, and yeah, he's an awesome songwriter. His songs get stuck in your head all day long. Mm-hmm. And he dropped a double album today called Danger. So it's 30 tracks deep. Um, if you're not into country music, give it a listen. I think it's just, I think it's good quality music that's yeah. going to kind of go beyond uh, the genre it's in. I think if you like music, you'll like this. So Morgan Wallen, Dangerous, give it a listen and then give some of his old stuff a listen as well. For sure. All right. So uh, we're running a little long here. So we're going to jump right into the retro wrestling recommendation of the week all right retro wrestling recommendation of the week is where we give you guys a wrestling choice from years gone by to check out this segment is brought to you by our good friends at Chalkline. they got some awesome stuff dropping this month and uh, including just a couple hours before showtime we found out that they're going to have their first um kids jacket yeah and it's one of their all-time best the satin uh classic heart foundation chalkline satin is the best jacket on the market yeah so oh, check them out on so instagram good. google chalkline uh they had a lot of amazing stuff mm-hmm. um marco what's your retro wrestling pick this week all right because we because we love Goldberg over here, um, yes. and I kind of <laughs> um, I went I went and picked uh, just just to give you guys a glimpse of that he can do a longer match than than five seconds as most people think he could do. Uh, uh, Halloween Havoc nineteen ninety eight uh, DDP versus Goldberg uh, for the for the world title. Yeah, no, it's a really 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 good match. Um, I know it sounds kind of weird to be saying a, a Goldberg match is really really good. But it actually was obviously with DDP in the ring. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Um, it, if you look at the clock time, it is like it says it's like eighteen minutes and twenty something seconds. But literally, like ten minutes of it is their entrances. Yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> it's really like it's a maybe like a twelve or thirteen minute match. I think it's probably uh, his best entrance. I think it's that, or maybe the episode of Nitro when he won the belt from Hogan was his. It seemed like the pyro was just turned up a couple notches on both of these nights. Yeah, I was I was gonna go with the Hogan, but I feel like that's been like running to the ground like yeah, that, that he, whole he match. Awesome. But and this one's uh, you remember this was the night when because the Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior match went long, the DDP Goldberg yes. ended up getting cut yes. off on like half yeah. the country's pay per view feeds. So they ended up showing it the next night on Nitro, and it ended up being um, I think it ended up getting the record ended up getting broke by a uh, tag team match a year later on raw. But at the time this was the most watched wrestling ever or the most watched wrestling match ever on cable um, when they re-aired their main event. So uh, pretty historical match. Probably. I think it's between this match and Goldberg versus Brock at WrestleMania 33 for the two best Goldberg matches ever. 
Um, probably this is really kind of the peak of DDP's career, even though he would go on to win the belt later on. I don't think he was ever more over or in a more high-profile um, one-on-one match than, than this night back in 1998. So, yeah, great choice, Marco, and definitely recommend you guys checking that one out. Um, I went a year prior. I went 1997. We're all about getting in the Royal Rumble spirit, and I recommend checking out the actual Royal Rumble match from 1997. This is kind of when um, we're still planting the seeds of the Attitude Era. Bret Hart's there. Um, Steve Austin's there kicking ass. You got Vader. You got The Undertaker. Um, a whole lot of just really interesting characters, you know, and this is leading into WrestleMania 13. The world title would be up for in a lot of turmoil over the next two months. Shawn Michaels wins the belt back in the main event from Psycho Sid and then forfeits it uh, about three weeks later when he said he lost his smile. Yeah. Um, but awesome rumble. It's probably my second favorite rumble aside from Royal Rumble 92. And it's really a fun show if you want to watch the whole show. So Royal Rumble 97 is my pick. So you guys got two great choices to go check out um, over the next week while it's going to be cold as hell across most of the country and everybody's going to be inside. So Sheena, uh, remind everybody where they can find you guys at on social media. All right, guys, as we get out of here, you know, you can find me always at Instagram um, at Chick Foley and you can find our favorite mass hole, Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley show. Join our Foley fam, Chick Foley show.com for dollar a month. Come buy, sell trade figures with us. Just talk, just talk wrestling, talk, be a cool wrestling fan and uh, join the fam at chickfoleyshow.com. And yeah. Yeah. Make sure you use code Chick Foley at ringside collectibles for any uh, figure purchases you make. Marco, our first episode of 2021 is in the books. Do you have any closing words for the Foley fam and all the listeners worldwide? Oh my God. That's that's a lot of pressure. pressure. Jeez. Um, I'll just say this, whether you think you can, (laughs) whether you think you can, or whether you think you can't, you're right either way. That's all I'm going to say. Wow. That's like Henry Ford. That's something to chew on. It is Henry Ford. Yeah. We're going to have to marinate on that one. All right. (laughs) First episode of 22 is in the books. Remember, subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you guys for listening. Chick Foley Show out.